This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain name, website, or online store, make your next move with squarespace.com slash co-optional. gentlemen welcome welcome to the co-optional podcast here on the 14th of february 2017 hello i like the enthusiasm he's got many enthusiasts very enthused i mean i'm I'm halfway through the coffee i'm just like i I need this right now oh that's coffee (laughs) yeah i i i haven't had caffeine in like four months so i I really crave it i need it did you did you make a conscious decision of like, I'm not going to have caffeine anymore? Uh, for a while, I'd kick sodas for like a year. And then I just started drinking soda again. I was like, that was a really dumb idea. So then I stopped <laughs> drinking soda. And then I was like, what if I just cut caffeine? And then I was miserable for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I would wake up and feel like pretty all right with, throughout the day in terms of energy levels. So I just stopped drinking caffeine entirely. So nice. it's not I'm bad. I haven't soda in a while. And I'm like, I should keep this going and just not drink soda. Yeah. <laughs> Any anytime I anytime I like think about caffeine, I just wonder like, because for you drink so much caffeine, right? And it just doesn't affect you. You have to drink more right. caffeine for it to yeah. affect you, right? You gotta you gotta now keep just, it light. Yeah. Now I just wonder like, if I have a Red Bull, do I just explode? Like, what happens to me? It's <laughs> probably <possible. laughs> <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is is my heartbeat just gonna go all the way up? You gain <laughs> those superpowers. I, I, uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take you back to a radio lab that uh, was about this but it was about um drug overdosing uh-huh and how most drug overdoses happen after a person has tried to quit and apparently the way it works is like and, and it works with caffeine and everything that when you get off something like like you're into caffeine right you love caffeine you love caffeine sure uh have this habit of i drink like 10 energy drinks a day or whatever when you stop your body's like, okay, shit, yeah, oh, like, let's take it down a notch. All right, this is great. But your habits, should you ever get back into it, you are now on, like, you go back immediately to that 10 a day vibe, and yeah. your body is not ready. So the minute you jump back in, you overdose because your body <laughs> can't compensate for the fact that you are no longer on it. So it happens, huh. like, it happens all the time that way. It's uh, like a there- weird mental habit that just stays in stasis, like waiting yeah, yeah. for you to come Very back. Nice. So your mentality is like, oh, well, you know, we're going to go right back where we were, buddy. It's going to be great. But your body, because you've been off it so long, is just like, what the hell are you doing? And then <laughs> yeah. and you overdose on Like, that's how it happens. It's crazy. Yep. Hmm. Your body says, you know, you know what happens? You know what happens when you go back into caffeine after leaving it for so long? You know what happens? Well, Jesse, you just made the list. Of Jericho? The list of Jericho. You just God made that list. It. I'm not sure I understand. No, I didn't imagine you did. Jericho. Is it like the walls of Jericho? 
It's just like that, yeah. It is It is kind of like that, but it is a, it is a list of people who may be put in the walls of Jericho at some point. I'm not sure for whatever reasons. But you're on it now. A wall, but it's made of like scantily clad wrestlers. Yes, oh. for the most part. But you have now just made the list, along with everyone else on this show. Yep, wait, I did so I did it, spend $20 on a fucking clip. Come clipper. on now! <laughs> I didn't do nothing! You know what happens when you complain about the list, Dodger? You know what happens? You just made the list! list. You can put on the list. Okay, fine. But is it a Walls of Jericho thing? Because I need to know. It, it, yes. Are we getting a flag for breaking the walls down right now? <laughs> if it's WWE, you absolutely will. Yeah. Oh my god. 2000! Maybe 1994. I don't know when the the Chris Jericho theme song was. All that sounds like is just a mash of it crap. Sounds... Like <laughs> <laughs> just noise coming out of your phone. There's not a song there. It's just noise. I spent twenty five dollars for a fucking clipboard for this is. gag. A guy screams, "Break the walls, walls down. down!" And then it's literally dead. It's because he's walking down to the fucking ring. Yeah, man. I've actually been listening to his audiobook over the past few days. He's extremely funny and has a lot of stories, let me put it that way, including the time when they went to Iraq and had to shoot a bunch of rabid dogs that were attacking them and oh, all sorts of other crazy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, there's some pretty crazy stuff in there, but he's he's a great, he's a very funny guy. Uh, yes, I spent $25 on a fucking clipboard just for this visual gag that none of you, of course, would have got because you don't watch wrestling, but it's okay. Yeah. It's a, this is a dog whistle. It's not for us. It's, it's a, not for yeah, us. It's for them. It's a dog whistle for others. Break the walls down. I, look, that's all I know. The Rock had some very, very bad theme music at some point. I like, had a one hour loop of like one of his theme songs on my iPod when I was younger. Look, here's the thing. He had some great music and some of it was terrible. Wrestling. Some of it was People terrible. People forget. People forget. That during the really late 90s, like 98, yeah. 99, early 2000s, legitimate recording artists did the intros. Yes. For, and they were actually real songs. And some yeah. of them were actually really good. So, yeah. you know, I can understand how someone would have it on, on their... Well, also late 90s, iPod. like the idea that people wouldn't know or be interested in like who the Rock or Stone Cold were is insane because... It yeah. was huge. Like they were around massive, then. Yeah. yeah, they were pulling in Raw was like peaking out at like ratings of seven. Like a, a seven point one, seven point two. People. No. <laughs> Nielsen ratings for fuck's Thank sake. You, Dodger. you know. They were like they good were gifts, global. Gifts it, was, it was huge. It was it was absolutely massive. Like it's not as big as it was by any stretch, but like yeah, I mean I remember the, 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 at school in particular, you know, you were either a rock guy or a stone cold guy. And yes. arguments oh, were had. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne, you're awesome, but come on. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold might have been the cooler great. guy. Yeah. Just because he drank a lot of beer. And that was cool. He did. Let's be real. You know what, JP, you're absolutely right. When it came down to it as a kid, you were like, that guy's cool. Yeah, because yeah. he drank <laughs> beer on air, and you're like, that's pretty cool. I, I just liked the random times when The Undertaker showed back up, and I was like, yeah. it's The Undertaker. Oh, no, no. It still happens. showing up. That's still happens. showing up was the best Come in the biz. That's true. From the rafters, when that shit happened, WCW? I was yeah. my fucking shit. <laughs> that, that's that still was one of my awesome. favorite memes now, too. 
<laughs> is it which one? The several Sting related ones. Sting from the Rafters. Oh, like, Sting from the Rafters. Uh, oh, okay. It happened again during the Super Bowl because it was Lady Gaga from the Rafters. Ah, she- right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That shit cracked me up. It's. It's I don't always- think it's quite as good as what he did later on. Uh, there was a, there's a guy called Rob Van Dam, and uh-huh. I know who that is. Yeah, you know who Rob Van Dam is. He's a great guy. Unfortunately, keeps getting busted for weed, so can never keep a job <laughs> in any of the wrestling businesses. But he he shows up at a show. I think it was TNA or whatever, and he's like high fiving the crowd and shit. And then a guy with a sting mask hits him in the face from the crowd with a chair taking off the sting mask to reveal that it is actually sting. Yes, it was sting in the sting mask. Yeah. Perfect. It was perfect. Also, can we take a moment to salute the WCW for giving us so many great years of Mm -hmm. wonderful, like, NWO, get out of town. NWO, man. That shit was great. Best-selling T-shirt of all, one of the best-selling T-shirts of all time, like, for anything ever, NWO T-shirt. Yeah. Why does that make sense? And then they shit had the ton of money. to be like, there's a red version of it now. Oh, yeah. NWO Wolfpack, <laughs> NWO Hollywood. Fuck! Well, it's yeah. once the entire company was in the NWO that the whole thing started to become <laughs> yeah. a little silly. I remember, yeah. like, what they got, like, Hulk Hogan at the end. Or, no, he was one of the originals. Well, yeah, it? it was It was him. Uh, yeah, was, was Triple H one of the ones that they got towards the no, end? No, no. Triple H was always... He was always on... Who, I'm trying he actually to was not. Um, really? here's, here's my wrestling nerd fact. He used to be WCW as Terra Rising. Uh, yes. Terra Space Rising, spelled R-Y-Z-I-N-G. He had yes. this ridiculous blonde, like, hair metal. I don't even know what it was. It was a creature in and of itself. He became the least interesting member of Generation X. Oh, yeah, that, that is oh, true. Generation X. Yep. When I was in high school, there was a kid in my PE class who used to pick on me all the time, and he would call me Booker T. <laughs> How is that picking on what? you? Why would he call you Booker T? I don't know. Just like, I'm not Booker T. That's swole, my name. I guess. Swole, a world champion, and extremely successful at what you do. Yeah. Okay. But also, apparently, fit in lockers because that's what I did. <laughs> fit in lockers. T- Booker okay. T did nef- de- definitely did not fit in any lockers. There's no doubt about that. I think yeah. the person that bullied you was really stupid. Yeah, yeah that kid was just an idiot. Don't worry he about was. it. Now. You're he was. Now. Did people put you in lockers? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? Like, I honestly, know, I thought that was just a thing on TV. If no, shit, shit's I, about to go down. There was one time that I got happened. out of the locker and then it was break time and I was just like knocking on the back of the locker like, can somebody let me out? Oh, God. I think <laughs> I, I have a feeling that uh, he's going to find a locker. It's okay. Let's give him a hug. I, mean, I didn't I, know that actually happened to real people. That, yeah. Apparently that was like a real a thing. Gag. In the UK, we didn't really have lockers at school, so uh, we heard about that and we thought it was just a TV thing. Like, that wasn't actually real, but yeah, apparently uh-huh. apparently so. Oh, shit. Today apparently I learned so. I know someone who was put it's in lockers. It actually got put in lockers, yeah. Indeed. If they were small enough. Yes. Also, <laughs> we, can, we can announce, by the way, that Dodgers Crackle should be gone by next week. The new audio yeah. interface literally just arrived 15 minutes ago. Late. Literally during soundtrack. Yeah, it was soundtrack. supposed to arrive several days ago, but yeah, we apologize for that. It's just an issue with the sound card. It's going to get fixed by next week. But welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games, and our sponsor this week is the ever-glorious 
Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash cooptional. Head over there for not only 10% off your first order, but now a free trial as well. Yes, indeed. Squarespace.com slash cooptional. Go and make a website. You don't have any talent, but they do, and they can help you. So head on over to Squarespace.com slash cooptional. They are our ever-loving and ever-loyal sponsors that keep this show running. So thank you very much to them. Let's talk about video games we've been playing this week. I like how we just didn't have to introduce JP at all because he is Mr. Twitch. Oh. Oh, that's like his wrestling. Oh, my God. Is is it official? Mr. Twitch. Mr. Twitch. For the longest time that Twitch has been around, like I've just associated it with you because you've, especially like this form of panel show, because you basically invented it and then we stole it. You invented it with State of the Game. We we nicked it and then turned it into the most popular gaming podcast what? on YouTube. No, that's we not true. Not. We did not do that. <laughs> we we may have. Respect and love you. It's all good. Yes. All good. And, and you do like 5,000 role play shows and such like that. Everyone knows who JP is. He's been on the show many, many times before. He is, of course, back mostly to talk a lot about For Honor and Neo because he's been playing a lot of that as well. We've got a ton of games to talk about this week and... We'll also be wrapping up the news. We'll no doubt go in a little bit on Twitch communities because they're so amazing, aren't they? Oh, uh, Lord. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but I would just, I, just because I want people to not ask us because I know it's going to come up, we are not talking about the PewDiePie Disney thing. That's not, we're not doing it. We've got nothing to say on that subject. But we will talk about John Wick 2. Go see that movie. Ah, which was so good. I haven't. It's so I, good. I was talking it's about this yesterday. And, first one. Yeah. It may in fact be the best video game movie ever made. I was gonna go this morning. And, I need to go see it. I haven't seen it yet. I had this whole thing yesterday on on Court of Swords in the pre-show where I was gonna go see Fifty Shades of Grey at 10 a.m. because I want to see who's at the theater at 10 a.m. watching Fifty Shades of Grey on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then, Why am I? Lie? <laughs> and then I want to see John Wick 2 in the afternoon uh, to see who's at the theater seeing John Wick 2 on Valentine's uh, Day. Levels, I would imagine. I yeah. avoided watching the original John Wick for so long because of, uh, well, I, it's barely even a spoiler these days, but I'll just be respectful of it regardless. The thing that happens, which very much upsets me, but I eventually did go and see it and it was great. And so it's a great movie, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing number two. It, yeah. it I really want to hopefully see it. Be, hopefully yes. be great. And and if you can't handle John Wick, you should go see Lego Batman. No joke. I heard that was great too. I heard that was also great. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this: best portrayal of Batman on film. I'm not really, really, not even joking. It is to the heart of that character in a way that I was like, get the fuck. They actually made a good <laughs> movie. Zero wow. joke. It is. That's, it a, that's is awesome. Super entertaining. The first 20 minutes alone, you'll be like, this might be the best. I. I it's laugh after laugh after laugh, and it's all <clears throat> like, huh. but really hammering at home the fact that the bat like DC sucks. Oh God, it's good. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's oh, the wow. reason why the games are so good. They they're really yeah. awesome because you know they're great for kids to play. But the actual cutscenes and the humor is very very funny, especially if you're into the source material. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I might go see that one then. But yeah, we've got tons of games to talk about this week. And hell, we might not even have to resort to mobile this week. So, Oh my god, nonsense. Indeed, but let's start with an hour of Fire Emblem Heroes. That's not... We're not doing it. We're not starting with mobile. Not happening. I did... Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, look, if we're going to talk, talk about that, let, let's, let's keep it I was going to just later. really quickly say that I did 
wind up playing hours of potion explosion oh okay well that's a board fun. game so that kind of doesn't count it's you a know board you... game that exists on phones now oh yeah obviously if you played hours of it you were kind of into it then uh i was yo the uh the easy ai bots are fucking hard <laughs> i have yet to move on from the easy bots in that game because i keep losing to them and i'm like jesus christ i need to up up my skills it's a it's a really awesome game though it's very very it's enjoyable yeah i think my physical copy is supposed to arrive today actually so i'm I was looking gonna forward ask to playing it yet yeah it's not arrived yet it was like on, on a week for shipment or whatever but yeah i'm looking forward to playing the physical one just with the actual marbles and the the little like wooden box and everything that's gonna be cool what's the name of this game potion, potion explosion. explosion it's explosion. uh it's a yeah it's a board game but it's also available on ios and android uh very very cool board game about uh, mixing potions and shit very fun yeah but yeah we got we got tons of stuff to talk about this week so who wants to start who wants to go in well, i'm oh. looking at potion explosions all so right uh, all right well I'll, I'll start then i'll start uh, because this is something you asked me about before the show and that is sniper elite four yeah yeah i want to i want to know i watched Indeed. an ign review that's my uh, experience with it so far you so watched an ign something yeah what, pos- what possessed you uh, I wanted to see four minutes of uh, Sniper Elite Four with a score at the end of it, so oh, that was okay. the thing that came yeah. up on, on Google when I when I Wait, searched for it. A very specific search. You want to see so many jump cuts I, that it doesn't help yeah. at all? Yeah. Yeah. IGN delivered. It turns out they make that content still. So <laughs> yeah, they they probably the only content they really do make. Actually, yeah. It's, it, so I played about two hours of it on stream yesterday. I was playing the press build which did not include day one patch so i'm going to try it again today to see if it's become a little bit less crash prone it we had several crashes not only did we have several crashes but trying to reload the game after a crash usually resulted in two more crashes so yeah it was like third time lucky most of the time pretty damn irritating when the game worked though it was a lot of fun it is extremely gory as you would expect it's got that good old x-ray you know camera system whereby you see the bullet pass through people's vital organs and yeah, testicle shots fuck? that's dude's nuts oh yeah, yeah. testicle shots are elite, yeah you get extra points for that it's that's totally doable the the game is about pretty much i'd say very very similar to sniper elite 3 i, I feel like the series really got its legs in sniper elite 3 Two had some really cool stuff in it, again, like the camera system and stuff like that, but the level design was very poor. It was very it, very linear. Whereas Sniper Elite 3, they went for a more open world, more stealth-oriented approach. Sniper Elite 4, same thing, mostly focused on Italy, which is not necessarily something that you see that often in World War II games. They've just refined a bunch of stuff. The levels are really big. They've got a ton of little side objectives and stuff like that. There's a little bit more terrain traversal stuff. You can like drop down from ledges and catch onto other ledges and stuff. So you've got more options as to how to approach a target. But the first level, I I spent a good hour and a half in the first level, just taking my time, doing the little side objectives and all that kind of thing. And then spending about half an hour trying to shoot down a plane with a sniper rifle. We just... Can you just rewind the video you're playing back sure. to... This is Easy Allies uh, review footage, by the way, so all credit to them for that. The, ama- the amazing shots. 
I could, I need a highlight reel of every time a guy gets shot, it just so it's his skeleton, his eyes are just like. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, eyes that's as, that's like, what your eyes look like it. in slow there motion when a bullet's coming towards you, Jesse. They, they did the uh, the research. I need, I need like uh, the Benny Hill theme song in the background is just people's testicles explode and their eyes are it like. Well, God, I, I've got to tell you, man, if the x ray, if the x ray camera system gets old, it hasn't yeah. for me yet through three games of this shit. Like, yeah. It, I mean, they kept it there for a reason. The yeah, it's still good. The nice thing is that it doesn't happen every single time, so you can you can even customize how often it happens. The yeah, custom difficulty is back. Too. They've been doing that since Sniper Elite 2, possibly even the first one. You've got a lot of control over how difficult the game is, so you can customize every aspect of it. It even now has an option for authentic suppressors, so if you have it turned on, it acts like a real suppressor would, as in it suppresses the flash, of the of the shot and it lowers the sound but it doesn't eliminate it because you know you can't make silenced bullets like that but you can yeah. also use now suppressed ammunition which is lower velocity ammo which has a much bigger bullet fall off and is much harder to hit with but it's a lot quieter so you've got a few more options there. there's a lot more gadgets to play around with and it was just a wonderful little sandbox of sneaking around picking people off setting up traps the AI seems a lot better this time around. They have a new system for hunting you down where they triangulate you over the course of a number of shots. And once mm. they figure out where you are, they are not going to fucking stop until they either <laughs> run out of people on the map or you manage to lose them. And it's hard to lose them. Once they really get on your tail, you have got to be real sneaky. You've got to get out of there fast. So I was I was very much enjoying that because it really felt like the AI was smart. And there was one moment that really struck me as something I've never really seen in the game before. I had approached this camp and they had a wooden sort of guard tower. There was no one in the guard tower. I thought, this is a perfect place for me to go. I'm just going to sneak up there. So I thought, hey, I'll also put a... As I'm going up the stairs, I'll place a trap. I'll place a mine. So here's what happened. They saw me doing that and made for the stairs. I'm like, all right, these idiots are just going to run up straight into my trap. No, they ran up, turned the corner, saw it. They were like, fuck this, went back down, and then just said, oh, the tower's made of wood. We're just going to fucking put as many bullets through the floor as possible until we hit you. Huh. So they just riddled the tower with bullets. That's on, like, normal difficulty? That was on normal, yeah. That wasn't even on hard or anything. That was just regular run-of-the-mill difficulty. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can totally just penetrate this this wood. Like, why would we go up there? There's no reason for us to go up there whatsoever. And that really struck me as unusually good AI. Yeah, you don't typically see that. You can just make them run into traps and Hitman all the time. All oh, day. yeah. <laughs> then they're not dumb. If they see you putting a trap down, they're not going to run into it. And if they realize they don't have to run into a small area where you could just kill them as they rounded the corner, they'll back off and just riddle your little wooden tower with bullets. And that happened in any area where you weren't in really hard cover. They'd realize it wasn't hard cover and they're like, okay, we're just going to shoot through it then. And you could do the same thing to them. I sniped a few guys through the floor, which was super fucking satisfying. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, did you get a chance to mess around with the co-op at all? No, I didn't. And it's a kind of a shame because I think that's probably where the game will really shine. It's it's a very yeah. fully featured product. They've got 
full competitive multiplayer with several modes. They have a oh, wave. I didn't know that. They do, yeah. They have a wave-based co-op, which is quite similar to um, the, zomb- the Sniper Elite Zombies thing they've been doing, but it's not with zombies, obviously. They huh. also they have a regular up to four person in the campaign missions co-op, and then they have sniper spotter mode, which I think was also in three as well, where two of you play as a tandem team and the powers oh, are split between the two of you. So one's oh. a spotter and he spots for the uh, sniper and then the sniper takes the shots. That defended, That is actually the dream game that I've been wanting for like 10 years. Game's got it, yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to play that now. You just Game's totally it. got it. Uh, I'll say that don't run it in DirectX 12. I don't know if the launch version's any better, but it ran like absolute shit in DX12. Real, Real bad. Yeah, like it, with, it was a third SLI of... SLI turned off as well? Yeah, SLI turned off. It ran at a third of the frame rate that D- DX10, uh, DX11 did. So Did it look that much better? It actually looked worse. So, okay. no, yeah, I wouldn't. It may very well be a driver or patch issue. As I said, I was playing the press build, but... Yeah. It's it's basically more of the same of what Sniper Elite 3 provided, but it's in like the Italian countryside and the mountains mostly as opposed to the desert, and they've just refined some of the systems. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I don't think you can shoot the plane down. You can set it on fire and use it as a distraction. You could set their engine on fire, but you I don't think you can fully shoot them down, unfortunately. Hmm. But which was a bit I mean, obviously, you know, that that would be yeah, kind that of makes sense. silly. I but, mean it's yeah. Unless you could shoot the pilot out. Can you do that? Does it have a pilot that you can shoot out of the, the Maybe. Cockpit? It might be possible, but bear in mind, you're trying to f- hit a fucking flying plane with a, with a sniper bullet. It's it's pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's true. That's pretty true. Pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. But it, as I said, if, if, you, if you like Sniper Elite 3, go for it. If you missed Sniper Elite 3, maybe pick this one up or wait for Sniper Elite 3 to go on sale and then go for 4 because 3 is really good as well. Uh, there was not a great deal in 4 so far that I've seen that's a huge improvement over 3, but I will say I think the AI is better, and the levels are maybe even bigger now. So huh. I, I dig it. I dig it. Is the co-op the same thing as the single player? It's just co-op? It's got... T- it's it- got there's two. There's two. Either you can do it in the single player campaign with up to four uh-huh. people, or you can do wave-based kind of co-op defense, which is, I assume, oh. that uses part of the maps. Um, oh, but it's, to, it's, it's not two it's up to four people yes uh, i think oh, i imagine spotter sniper mode is probably two but you can actually just have four snipers if you want and just go p- play havoc uh which it seems like it's it's quite fun can you do a 2v2 with uh spotter sniper i don't know that i haven't okay. tried <laughs> that that would be like the best thing just have two teams of two sitting on a fucking gigantic map with nothing else there and you're just looking and yeah. waiting. <laughs> that'd be so fun to play yeah, I'm not sure, but it's yeah. I as I said I was pleasantly surprised. Other than the instability and the crashing, which hopefully actually doesn't exist in the day one patch version, I think that it is a pretty good time. Obviously, I think it's going to get very overshadowed by the fact that For Honor came out this week. Yeah, yeah. So most, that most of the stuff will. It's kind bit, of a, a bit packed timing. month. It is actually, yeah, very much so. They should have released next Tuesday because I think the only thing coming out, we'll get to this at the end of the show, I think, but I think Halo Wars or whatever it's called, the yes. RTS, is the only thing coming out next week. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm interested in playing that. I did play the Blitz mode for that, which yeah. is the weird kind of Clash Royale-esque mode, which has which is most likely going to have literal microtransactions in a full-priced game that let you buy units and power, which is skeezy as fuck in my eyes. Halo kind of 5 had that lately. too, right? With Warzone. Yeah. 
I, I wasn't keen on that, but outside of that's that is the only mode that does that. I, I might okay. just play it for the campaign. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll move on to For Honor because, of course, JP and Dodgy have been playing quite a bit of it, and yeah. there's a little bit of a disagreement between the two of you. Actually, JP, you're not you're not big on it right now. By looks of it, yeah. Uh, I, we should probably start the conversation out with uh, myself and Brooke as well as about a billion of content creators. We got paid to play it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the yeah. nice thing was is that I, I wasn't been the only fucking content. streamer that wasn't, which is why I didn't stream it. It's like fuck yeah, this. There, there was Ubisoft. Uh, I think a while back they had a really uh, large amount of success with the Rainbow Six push like that, where they had a ton of content creators over the course of I want to say like seven or eight. I think I did eight sponsored streams for that, uh, oh. and I guess it worked out for them uh, because now they did it with For Honor uh, this past week. Um, or this past, really, this month with a, a full yeah, live event. Two, two beta weekends and it spanned three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they did that big live event in LA. Um, right. So, like, every motherfucker was paid to play it. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing was is that we weren't paid to be positive about it, at least for me. I think everyone else is pretty positive about it. Uh, but my my first my first time with it was with – I actually played with Brooke. Um and I think about an hour in, I stopped talking on her stream because I had muted my mic. He I literally muted himself because <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to be just like spitting vitriol during our stream. Right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll let you introduce it because I, I am I I have now honed in on what it's specifically I don't like. So okay. I'll let you gab about it, and then we'll we'll, we'll okay. talk about it. Uh, yeah, For Honor is, uh, the, the way that I think of it is it's basically like a fighting game. It has a lot of mechanics to it that are very fighting game-esque. Um, every class has different combos. Um, it's a lot of like judging what direction your opponent's going to attack from and dodging out of the way and blocking and parrying and things like that. Um, it's Vikings versus Samurai versus Knights. And as of right now, there are, what, 12? classes that you can play yeah and the betas there was nine and they just added the three new classes yesterday in the or today in the full release right uh so most of what people have seen is dominion mode which is like a capture the flag sort of deal um that's 4v4 you can choose whatever class you want to be you don't have to be like okay everybody has to be vikings or everybody has to be knights you can be whatever you want um your composition can be whatever you like um and then yeah that's that's the main mode that for some reason a lot of people have been playing, but I honestly don't think that it's the best mode. Where the game really shines for me is in uh, duels. Um, that, start, yeah. that starts to be a prevailing opinion now, I think, uh, mm -hmm. after people I, have played quite a bit too. of it. Because the Dominion mode has AI in it, and they're sort of just, they're cannon fodder for the most part. But from my understanding, quite a few people are a bit miffed with Dominion because there's a lot of 2v1 and ganking yeah. and stuff yeah. going on with that. Whereas the, you know, the dueling mode, obviously that doesn't really happen. Yeah. So there's duels, which is 1v1. There's brawls, which is 2v2. And then there's, um, fuck, what do they call it? Dominion and elimination. Elimination. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Elimination is 4v4. Um, you can decide whether you want to play with all players or if you want to be on a team of players against AI in, in all of those situations. And I think for me, the thing that I really enjoy about For Honor is that um, I, I like figuring out how to be better. Um, and most people who watch my streams or have watched the podcast before know that I like games that are difficult. And then I figure out how to, like, I, I figure them out 
right? Like that's really satisfying for me as a player. So I think for this game, because there's so many intricacies to it and, and each class is different and you have to learn them individually and how to be most effective with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the duels are the, are the best part for me because it's literally just me and one other person. I know some other motherfucker isn't going to come up behind me and like attack <laughs> right. me, right? It's just me and one other person figuring out who's the better fighter. And you, you, you get to see where you're improving and where you're lacking much easier that way. And I think that um, you become much more satisfied with with yourself and figuring out how to improve over time. I feel I feel like I can just sit there and do duels for hours, which I've done before <laughs> during this. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's my feelings on it. Uh, JP, what do you? What's like the thing that that is like fucking you up? Uh, so I I did we did what like six or seven hours the first day, and then I've uh, I did three two-hour sponsored streams over the weekend. Um, I think my main issues with the game is that the the idea of failing is not fun in the game. It, it is not a rewarding process. The feedback that you get when you fail mm-hmm. is just you died and then you get fucking mocked by some taunt because the taunt is why and easily accessible to everyone. And then they figure out how to like goof the taunt so that you can taunt oh, so that they're just even like, more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that um, shit so much. But yeah, the, the idea of failing that game is, and I think this idea of like failing, making failing fun is something that like an Overwatch dev or some shit said. I, I wish I could give credit to where I heard it first, but um, I, you just die. And I, and I think that the one of the reasons that I didn't like it right at the very start is that I was playing 4v4. And right. like you were saying, not only is that mode the type of mode where you can be in a 1v1 and someone can just come up behind you and fucking hit you over the head, then you lose half your HP. There's also like so much going on, especially in Dominion, Mm -hmm. with one, realizing that you're fighting someone 1v1, two, trying to get around that, three, dealing with the three points and the, the score in the top right, and then the HUD is just kind of like, I almost don't think, I think the HUD is maybe one of the worst parts of the game in a mode like Dominion because there's so much on the screen. A lot, yeah. There's so much information to process. Uh, And for someone that just jumped into it, like I did in the first stream, I was just completely overwhelmed and I had no idea what to focus on. And part of that comes in the the ability that, or in the fact that when you first start up the game, you do the, uh, I think it's just a normal tutorial, which is this is how you fight, this is how you lock onto someone. This is how you do a, um, a normal attack. This is how you do a strong attack. And that's the end. Right. There's a second tutorial that Twitch Chat has reminded me of a billion times that you need to go and do. It's like the advanced tutorial, which teaches you the act, like actually how to play the game, like how to uh, counter guard break, how to parry, like all the real important stuff. Right. And it's optional. Like that, in my opinion, should be the next thing that happens right away. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of changed up the tutorial a tiny bit uh, in the beta compared to the release. It just felt a little bit longer to me. So they, they definitely tweaked it some, but it just does a bad job of getting new players acclimated, acclimated to what is going on in the game and what you should be doing, I think. And, and I think especially, too, if they somehow locked 4v4 mm-hmm. after, like, two duels or something like that, I would have had a lot better experience with it. Um, but I understand, obviously, like, the main bulk of that game is going to be 4v4 because you get nervous as shit when you do a 1v1 type scenario in any game but uh, that, that that's a lot of fun as well though as far as i'm concerned and it's interesting that it is, yeah. the, the one of the first things that dodger said which is what a lot of people are saying as well 
this is a fighting game. It's a it's a fighting it game in the guise of a multiplayer brawling chivalry war of the roses dynasty warriors esque kind of affair. And Dominion yeah. kind of masks the true nature of the game, I think. And what you said in regards to the tutorial is exactly the same problem I had with one of the early betas, whereby there's a lot of depth to each class. They all have their own unique combos. They all have unique abilities and different playstyles. The tutorials do a terrible job of explaining and actually drilling that into you. And that's a very similar problem to a lot of fighting games. It they is, yeah. very much suffer that. And even the advanced training isn't necessarily enough to truly get you to understand those concepts. And you it's often true, just yeah. have to either watch a lot of people do it. I mean, I remember trying to learn a character in Street Fighter. It would be, often be like watching combo move videos and stuff like that and just trying to memorize the different situations and the different key combinations to get there. And there's, mm -hmm. there is a, quite an element of that in For Honor. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the other things that is most annoying, at least, and this is totally a streamer first world problem uh, compared to just the average person playing it. It just happened in your chat is the direct line after everything I just said is, so you're not good at the game and so it's a bad game. Oh, that good old And so like good. that thing, that is more infuri infuriating than anything else that I just said uh, when streaming the game. So it made the sponsored streams, like I just had to turn off chat. Right. I just like, couldn't read or communicate with anyone for the two hours. Yeah, it's like, like it's like what we were talking about uh, before the show started, that like it just shuts down any kind of conversation you can have. It's a it really does. Like, anything that could potentially be wrong with the game, right? It's like, well, there's nothing wrong with the game. You're just bad at it. <laughs> right. Like, you right. have no idea how many what? times I've fucking heard that over the last six years of critiquing video <laughs> games. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the standard go-to lazy, dumbass defense of people that can't actually argue with you. It's like, oh, good, good. You know, you just batted it. That's why they can't yeah. even explain it. You can't even argue with them on that. It's not even worth it. At that point, you're just and like, it, oh, you're not worth talking to then. I, th I think it's also uh, a, a worse situation for me because my follow-up is, is it's, I played it's way too much Overwatch. I've talked about it at length, but I feel like on the flip side, if you look at something like Overwatch, it does a really good job of creating cool moments. Even if you fail or even if you suck at that game, you could still do cool things. Mm -hmm. regardless of what your skill level is. And I think that's where something like For Honor, although it's a completely different game, needs, I, I don't know what it is. I don't, maybe the idea of just killing someone is cool, but there's no like positive reinforcement in that game for me to want to be better. Like mm -hmm. there's no ranked mode, there's no play of the game. There's, you just kill someone and you move on to the next person. Right. And, and maybe that's just for me. That, that's probably just my own thing. That's not a, a, everyone's problem. Right. I think a lot of the things that that I hear are are critiques that have always been around, again, in fighting games. Like somebody saying, oh, well, you can still do okay at that game just smashing the same button. It's like, well, right. yeah, that's also true in a fighting game. But the more you play it, the more you realize, like, oh, they're just smashing the same button. And I know exactly how to counter that and annihilate them, right? Like, that only works for so long. Uh, right. So, yeah, I don't know. For for me, like I was saying, for me, it's the thing that makes me want to be better is going up against a person who's playing my same class and seeing them be way better than me. Mm. And then that makes me go, fuck, I want to be as good as that person, right? Like, how come they were 
doing combos and shits for what felt like forever. And I hit three times and then I have nothing to follow up with. Right. Like they've figured something out that I haven't. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think it has to do with the, the way that people are thinking about the game and like what they want out of the game. Totally. Yeah. And, and I will uh, confess, I haven't done uh, more than 10 minutes of one V ones and two V twos. It's only been four V four stuff. And, and that is also just as frustrating when it becomes like a one V three where you're just getting like fucking gang banged and you can't like the skill level kind of goes out the window and you're at that point, just waiting for a, a revenge to try to like snag a kill with extra damage on someone while they're down because you knocked them back. Uh, but most well, of the time people just guard break you and you get destroyed immediately. Mm. And that's, it's not fun for anyone. Like I've seen quote the best people on Twitch at the game just get fucking infuriated every time that happens to them. Yeah, um, but so that, I've, I've also seen the situation. best people on Twitch literally win those encounters, like 3v1s or 4 versus ones like, it, is, yeah, it, is it is possible. It can be done. Yeah, it definitely is possible. Um, but I, I, for the, the average player, it's not, and it becomes no, like a, a mash fest, and you just get frustrated real quick. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's always going to happen in what the people perceive as unfair situations. It's when you first start with a game like Dota or League of Legends, it's exactly the same thing. You know, new players often get really fucking angry and there's like, don't do that. That's unfair. Like the whole, um, e- uh, the uh, Ibushido, I think is the, the term that kept being used. It's like, no, you have to play honorably. It's like, you're, that's a dick. That's a dick move. You're not allowed to play like that. It's like, well, yeah, they totally are allowed to play like that and get <laughs> right. you, you need to get used to that or you're just going to keep losing. But it doesn't make it any less infuriating, certainly. And with a newer game, you're going to find, especially puppies, and they're hardly going to work together as a team properly. And yeah. you're going to run into those situations. You're going to be like, well, where's my fucking team? And then just get really angry and frustrated. Yep. Mm. Yeah. The the few times that I did have uh, an enjoyable time with the game was in elimination mode, which a lot of people don't like because it has buffs that are wildly wildly overpowered in the sense that there's a damage buff there's a speed buff there's a shield buff which basically gives you an entire new hp bar and they're uh, placed in a way that makes no sense well they're yeah you like can they're placed right in a way where yeah when you spawn <laughs> yeah. one person is always going to have a shield buff right behind them and it's yeah. like so what the fuck <laughs> yeah so that that's what like the reason that i had fun in there is because it gave me an element to like i'm just going to run away from this fight grab this power up grab that power up, grab the attack power up, go join someone who's in a 1v1, hit them behind the head with like a strong attack and just kill them from half HP and then run around doing that. So that was where I got enjoyment out of it. It was just kind of like breaking the game in a sense with mm-hmm. those power ups. Um, I, I hope they refine that system a little bit though because not only are they completely overpowered when you do get them, but like Dodger said, they are right next to the start of a duel. Some, some even having a player spawn two feet from it where the other player is spawning a good like five or ten steps from it. That's extremely and they, stupid. And, they, and they, really you can bad, pick yeah. them up in like seconds. So much so, if two people are fighting in one, a viable strategy is to literally push the other player out, and then you just get the buff almost immediately because you're already standing in it. Okay, um, that's so really it, bad. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird mode. Um, they're apparently adding a mode that's exactly like Elimination, but with no buffs, and I think I would enjoy that more. But... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, uh, the the other thing is, I also played uh, in terms of the class was the warden. I think is the name of it. It's the it's the Viking with the shield and the sword, and it's only because they have a 
their guard break, if you press X right after a guard break, you're able to push uh, in for the most part, sometimes it doesn't work or sometimes I was mashing too hard and it didn't go the direction that I want it to. But you can just push people off shit really easily with that. And yeah. that's what I actually got after like two or three hours of trying to learn that process, got relatively good at, and that's where I found success. Not necessarily in like the actual second to second fighting, it was just baiting someone over to a bridge and pressing that button and doing the actual combo and pushing them all. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I'll probably, I, I don't know if I'll play it. I, I have a release uh, code for it, but I don't know if I'll ever play it again on stream. It, it is one of the most infuriating games to play for me. So we'll see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I'm going to try the release version. Good. I don't suppose anyone's actually played any of the campaign yet, have they? Uh, I've I seen it played, saw but... some of Sam play it. Um, Did he have any specific opinion on it? Uh, from what I watched, you have an option. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's called like realism mode or something that takes away your HUD. So mm. you don't see like, you don't see like the, which direction they're coming from and which okay. direction to block. You have to just like try to see it. So okay, it like seems, ups the difficulty, which is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, from at least from what I saw, there's full voice acting, including your character. All right. Which is pretty cool. All right. So. Um, I saw one. I saw a couple of tweets about it saying uh, that it was kind of short. I don't know. I that didn't. I don't know the, the slightest. Yeah, and, it and I would think it does not seem like the priority of the game at all. Yeah, exactly. In a game like this, the multiplayer is priority of the game. So if it's four to five hours, that's plenty. I think, I'm going to assume the only reason they included it was because of the criticism of Rainbow Six Siege on launch. It's like, why well, I didn't have a campaign to unbind it, which of course is thoroughly bizarre considering it right. did actually have single player terrorist hunts and a full set of the challenge missions which mm -hmm. were sort of part tutorial part a bunch of different scenarios and things so i don't really think that that's a legitimate criticism per se but i guess they probably just threw the campaign in there to say right now you can't say that about it anymore yeah. i've said it time and time and time again i would much 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 prefer it if if they just didn't bother wasting their time developing that kind of thing. Either make a proper mm -hmm. campaign or don't make one at all and just throw the rest of the resources at the multiplayer or something. Yeah, I mean, if they do it, if it's anything like the Titanfall 2 single player, then they could do that anytime they want, in my opinion, because I really enjoyed the Titanfall 2 single player. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. In, in most cases, it is tacked on. It is, it is not something that is worthwhile. But again, I haven't played the For Honor single player, so I can't speak to it at all. Yeah. I'll have a look at it over the next couple of days, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just haven't got around to playing the multiplayer yet. I There's been a bit of a quibble over the last couple of days, as people have noticed, there's apparently a way to buy a full set of unlocks for your characters, which really that only affects the Dominion mode, I am to understand. Like the armor you can buy or something? Yes, yeah. Apparently, it's sorry. Um, say that again. Oh, that that it like has benefits. Like different armor has benefits. Yeah, that's only in Dominion mode, though. That's my understanding. You you can yeah. you can also you can spend thirty dollars to unlock everything, mm. and they put that in the game sort of uh, uh, right from the start. That's something that EA has been doing over the past couple of years with things like Battlefield. But generally speaking, they do they don't usually immediately put that in. They usually wait at least a couple of months. I know I I picked it up for Battlefield 1, I think about a month or two after launch because I couldn't be bothered 
with mm. the unlock, especially the rank 10 stuff, which takes for fucking ever and is an absolute joke to get. But well, gear only affects that that mode, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get enough because there's like four different pack types, I think, that you can buy with the in-game currency. Mm-hmm. And it did not take me long to get enough currency for a premium pack. Like, I was able to buy premium packs fairly regularly. Yeah. I think um, you get, like, 1,500 points if you just do a tutorial at the start yeah. of the game. So you can buy one right out of the gate. Yeah, you can buy characters with that same currency. Because hmm. um, they start you off with, like, the the normal basic basic boys. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that they've created a situation where you would feel like you had to pay money because uh, you no. get in-game currency so fast, I think. Um, they've also said, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard from people who have played long enough to prestige, which is where you play a class until you hit 20 and then you can prestige and start over at one. Um, I've heard that once you prestige, those premium packs will get you different gear. Okay. Like you'll have a different tier of gear if you've prestiged before. Yeah, so, like higher level gear? I don't know. I don't know okay. if it means like different looking stuff or just better stuff. I'm well, not my, sure. My understanding is that it also match makes by effectively gear score as well. So. Mm-hmm. The, oh, that's good. If you end up. The beta wasn't doing that at all. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is what I'm told anyway, that, that it's now matchmaking that way. So. Obviously, okay. over the first couple of days, it'll probably be a bit ropey because it won't be properly stratified, uh, stratif- stratified, not stratified, stratified. But now I think the, that that's supposed to be working fairly well, and you're not going to be matched up against a guy with higher level gear. You're going to be matched up with guys the same level gear as you. And mm. hell, if they're the ones that have earned it, and you're the one that just bought it, you're probably going to get your ass handed to you. Yeah. So, yeah. A little bit uh, not pay to win, more the whole good old pay to lose thing again. Uh, and again, just it's pay pay to save time as well, which I'm not yeah. I'm not against if properly done. Yeah. There's certainly a b- very big risk that you botch that and you turn it into a more pay to win sort of scenario. But as long as they avoid that, then I'm okay with the whole skip the unlocks shit. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to me, anyway, that that just demonstrates how stupid those unlock systems are in the first place. Yeah, I wasn't sure if because when I played, I was I was routinely being put up against people with really high gear in uh, Dominion and Elimination, but it might have been because I was, it might have been because I was playing with friends who had higher gear. That so it, that were, would be why. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Base it on. Um, in duels, I didn't notice that as much. In so, duels, it doesn't apply. Uh, the gear right. doesn't actually do any statistical difference. You do you can wear it, it for a cosmetic. It still, though. Yes. Yeah, it's for, <laughs> basically that if you do it in duels, you're doing it just to be fancy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a fashion thing at that point. So you just just put on the stuff that makes you look the coolest. Because the, do they? Uh, do you guys know if they plan on adding a ranked mode or anything like that in the future? I don't know. I can't imagine I, that they wouldn't, considering yeah. with uh, they've got duel in there and such. I mean, for how like uh, for how quote hardcore that game is in terms of the difficulty of of being good at it. It seems like a no-brainer to add ranked into that, just so those people yeah. can have a place to go and play, and everyone else can play in the, the yeah. normal modes. Yeah, I, I, only, I would imagine they will. Yeah, when I was playing, I only had one game where chat was just a nightmare, where like the yeah. in-game chat was just filled with people just oh, throwing God, yeah. at each other Dude. and so upset. But what was awesome is that 
if you're using a controller, you can just hold down left bumper and then press any of these buttons and it does a, it either says, wow, thanks, good fight, or sorry. And uh -huh. so the second somebody would say something shitty, I'd just say, good fight, good fight, good fight, good fight. <laughs> <laughs> Spam it off. Yeah. Yeah. This so that was the other thing. This doesn't really have to do with the actual gameplay, but to my knowledge, I don't think you can mute people in game like when you're actually physically playing the game. So the people that do spam that stuff, I oh, didn't know God. or find really? a way that you can mute. But when you go to the post-game lobby, you can mute people there. There's a bit fucking late for that. But, <laughs> but you can't chat in that. So right. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is the point? That's why I was just like, I, okay, all right. I, I don't understand that process at all. Um, and the other thing too is one of the, the, the edgelord things to do in the game is you can create your own emblem. You can actually create a swastika. Of course you can. Multiple, multiple people that I would play against just had like swastikas all on their shields and shit and, and their yeah. armor as I was playing. So I mean, of course, that that's the first thing that people do when they've got the yeah. uh, access to that sort of shit. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. Oh, man. But that has nothing to do with the actual gameplay of it. So I'm sure that stuff will be fixed or, or patched eventually. Yeah, fair we'll enough. See cool yeah all right let us take a break when we come back a little bit more about the stuff we have been playing this week got a lot more to cover i talk a lot about invisigun heroes that's gonna happen i'm gonna talk a bit about that because that was fucking awesome we had a great stream of that last night we talked about that after the break in the meantime a word from our sponsor squarespace.com slash co-optional head on over there for your free trial and 10 percent off your first order create a website using squarespace because you're terrible and they're not um, that's not their official slogan i just put that in there myself we'll be back after the break don't go anywhere you're watching the co-optional podcast we will be right back it's valentine's day or if it's not it certainly will be at some point within the next 365 days in which case you are probably thinking to yourself, what can I do to impress the love and or potential love of my life? I need to get them something that will last. Something that demonstrates my artistic side. Something that shows just how creative I can be. Something that is as unique and as beautiful as they are. But I don't want to spend a lot of money, and I'm not sure I actually have all of those talents anyway. Then how about you build them a website on squarespace.com slash cooptional. With Squarespace, you can create something truly unique using one of Squarespace's award-winning templates. Yes, this makes sense. Your website will be accessible on practically any device, so you can be with your love always, no matter how they try to escape your overbearing, suffocating presence. Oh, and don't worry about how long it will last. After all, true love lasts forever. And with Squarespace's all-in-one platform, you'll never have to worry about patching or upgrading your site to keep its systems up to date. Squarespace is used by a wide range of creative industries, and don't worry if you have no creativity to speak of. Head over to squarespace.com slash cooptional and start your free trial today. You'll see just how creative you can look thanks to the beautiful, easy-to-use designs available on Squarespace. And we'll even give you 10% off your first order on top of all of that at squarespace.com slash cooptional. You can even grab your unique domain name at the same time in a snap with incredibly quick and simple setup and no hidden fees. Francis plays the guitar, he said. Francis has impeccable taste, he said. Well, I bet Francis can't create such an enduring online vision of magnificence as I can with Squarespace. Well, he can. Anyone can, really. That's kind of the point. So best to keep Francis away from this podcast so he doesn't find out. 
Do you hear me, Francis? Stay away from him! What? Squarespace. Create a website for whatever or whoever you'd like. Head on over to squarespace.com cooptional and start your free trial today and get 10% off your first order. Be assertive, be bold, be a better man than Francis will ever be, and if that somehow fails, host a blog featuring your miserable pining on Squarespace. Squarespace. They don't know I'm crying and dead inside because I'm hiding behind this beautiful website. Why did you choose him? We could have been perfect together! Squarespace. Make your next move before Francis does that gussied up harlot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the break. Wonderful sounds of Nervous Test Pilot there, as well as Mick Gordon's Doom soundtrack. Very nice, very nice. All good stuff. Mm. You know what else is good stuff? What? It's a game called Invisigun Heroes is good stuff. It's a great game, right? Yeah, not that you would know, because you ain't played it. I have. I oh, just didn't uh, play with you. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see how it is. All right. I played it when it was in beta. Damn. Shots uh -huh. fired back. I played it uh, on friend zone like forever ago, so it might oh. have changed. I, I would imagine that it had, you know. Thankfully, I, I played with the cooler kids last night, as it turns out. I was uh, there, I wouldn't. I'll never be a cooler. Yeah. Dodger I was in a locker I'm still, present, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. there. I was looking to play with a higher class of players. No, I was there. Someone, no high class. Don't worry. A little bit more. I don't like You're to play with the, the casuals. He's lying right now. Mm, no, uh, we were super casual. All lies. I mean, we were, we were pretty terrible. <laughs> oh. oh, God. What did you think? You loved it. Yeah, I bloody well did. So Invisigun Heroes is something we we mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago because it popped up in the release list and we thought it looked kind of neat. But we weren't 100% sure exactly what was going on with it. Well, as it turns out, it is a very, very cool competitive game with online support. Thank God, because so many of these really awesome indie multiplayer games end up just being couch only, which is limiting let's just put it that way and the conceit for this is that you have the invisigun which makes you invisible sounds really fucking powerful right the problem is uh, you also can't see yourself either every time you shoot with the invisigun you are briefly revealed and of course in order to win the game modes you generally have to eliminate the opposition but of course if you can't see him you don't know where they are, then it's going to be a little bit tricky to do that. However, as you move around, bearing in mind you can't see yourself either, you're probably going to bump into things or move through foliage or move through a, you know, a lake or something like that. And when you do things like that, you're going, to sh you're going to actually leave a clue, a footprint, for instance, in the snow, or it's going to make the foliage rustle around you or there'll be a little glow as you of your color as you bump into a rock or whatever. So knowing where you are is almost as challenging as knowing where the opponent is. And the whole idea, of course, is to try and kill said opponents, and each of the eight different heroes has a different special ability that will allow them to try and hunt the other guys down or traverse the level a little bit faster. And every now and again, a power-up will appear on the level which, of course, is a prime ambush spot. Hmm. Power-ups are very oh. good, but, oh God, you know, it's a, it's a big risk going for it. The game's sort of grid-based in the sense that you move a square at a time. So it's a, it's a lot easier to 
track where exactly you are while invisible. And of course, also try and figure out where your opponent's going to move to and predict where they're going to move to so you can take a shot. It's actually incredible. Just, it's really fun. Oh, God. It is so, so very, very good. It's really oh. tense. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, actually. Not to mention a very, very high skill ceiling. Since you can do things like block shots, there's a lot of mental and mind games going on as well mm -hmm. to try and trick oh, yeah. your opponent into believing yeah, because, that they're in place that like, you aren't. If you bump into something, you can be like, cool, now that's where they think I am. And then uh -huh. you can like try to keep track of where you are after that so that they like know where they're shooting. Um, like the bit like the big thing is to figure out where you are immediately. Because <laughs> at the start of the yeah. game, you're like, fuck, everybody's invisible now. Like you have to figure out where you are. ASAP. I was I was gonna say like you're saying you're gonna bump into things to trick people. My strategy was to bump into things to figure out where the hell I was on the map. <laughs> like, if I see my color bump into shit, that's where I am. <laughs> I I was terrible at discovering where I was, and then I got the character that creates a duplicate of yourself. Oh, the, then, yeah. The, oh, God, then I became crazy. a like idiot savant. I became like this master of killing people, but not knowing I was the one doing it. <laughs> well, that's so bad. The other thing that I really love is that the game punishes you for just panicking and shooting something. Yes, it totally does. Because every time you shoot, everybody you reveal knows yourself. exactly where you are, and you're like, "Fuck, I need to like run huh. somewhere else." You there's, know? there's definite moments where you're you, especially when there's only two people left, like in the survival mode, when the first two people have died, that you're trying to, you're both trying to figure each other out, and you may be being stealthy, and then you end up being right on top of each other, and then it's just panicked screaming as both of you try and desperately kill the other person first and that gets uh, that gets absolutely crazy and what i was really impressed by is there's a huge number of maps there's 50 in the game that all have different hazards and terrain types and there are like eight different game modes as well shout out to monster mode where i actually won beast tamer yeah. Beast we, Tamer, yay! Yeah, we played a mode called Beast Tamer where these weird-looking one-eyed beasts pop up. And what you have to do is you've got to move within range of the beast to start taming it. And if you are able to tame the beast, it'll disappear and leave you a coin. And you pick up the coin, and the first of the ten coins wins. So kills are great to stop your opponent from picking up coins, but they don't win you the match. The problem, of course, with taming the beast is the beast starts to sort of move around and starts to sink into the ground as that happens. So huh. you can notice that somebody's doing it, but you can stand anywhere on the nine, uh, I guess, eight, would it be eight or nine tiles? Probably, uh, whatever. You can stand on one of any other tiles around it. So you're going to figure out, oh, well, shit, I know he's in the range of the beast, but which which tile is he in? And you can right. trick people into believing that you're in. And you can't shoot through them either. So no, you can't. Even if you think he's on the other side, you can't shoot. the. It will just hit the beast, and the guy will just sit there and be like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, now I know where you are. So, yeah, you can't just take random pot shots uh, in the direction of the beast. you got to figure out where exactly it is that it's standing and then go for it. There's plenty of situations where you get a great coin steal as well. Like, you can, you can wait in range of the beast for the beast to disappear, and then maybe if you're the guy that has a ground stomp, do uh, stun everyone in the area and then F steal the coin and run stuff. off. Yeah, I do shit like that. You can you be the teleporter character and teleport in where the coin is and grab it before everyone else does. It's a riot. It's a really, Sorry. really fun game.
it's really unique idea. Like yeah, <laughs> the crazy. fact that you you play an invisible hero, and the only way that you know where you see is by or where you are is by shooting or running into something. Like well, yes, yeah. that's super unique. That's nuts. Yeah, one of the characters is entirely the idea is their special ability is they create another version of themselves that can't kill anyone but also if it dies you don't die but you're now you now have two characters <laughs> so it's like you have oh. twice as much ability to not figure out what you're doing <laughs> oh yeah that that was a pretty somehow advanced one somehow i it clicked with me somehow that's the thing everything else i was like i don't even know what i'm doing that's the one it was, it was really interesting interaction between my character who had a drone that he could send out which would go backwards uh. and forwards and if if it tacked onto somebody and uh, they spent too long in its area it would lock onto them and reveal them but the problem is it doesn't know the difference between a phantom and a regular and the regular guy so it kept locking onto him you can also detonate the drone to stun the person that's nearby so you can do crazy shit like that, mm -hmm. but it travels in a straight line backwards and forwards, and you've got to blow the drone up in order to set up a new one and stuff like that. So right. it's really cool that they have... I mean, the game would be great without the abilities. It's made so much better by the fact that there's those abilities to interact with. The power-ups are extremely fun to use, and they create these natural flashpoints on the map, and there's a ton of risk-reward involved with them. Some of the maps uh, are, are interactive in different ways, yeah. beyond like stepping on things or one of the maps there were yetis that would like spew ice yeah and if you stood in there for too long you get frozen into a, a block of ice so yeah, you had to be maps, careful running through there change like it would shift as you were in it yes it, there's a lot of cool things in this game it's yeah it's really interesting yeah it's hmm. really great stuff and like i said 50 maps with eight different game modes and eight different heroes as well that's a, a lot, lot of game. Of game. Lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot of game. It does have a bunch of single player challenges. It's primarily a multiplayer game and it does support online play, thank God. We had a thank couple of have, Can you have like a protected game? Like, can you have a password yes. game? It doesn't do passwords, it does a room code. So you gotta, you gotta be a bit careful if you're playing on stream to not, hide it's that. It's not through Steam either, it's something else. Yeah, it, I don't think it uses, it doesn't, you can't use Steam's invite system, so they must use some other form of matchmaking. But okay. you can do private games. You totally can. You could do a direct IP connect, but we just did the whole join by room code thing. And the room code thing okay. worked really well. You've just, as the host streamer, you've just got to be careful to either run a delay or put an overlay over it while you're bringing like people if I, in. If I wanted to play, like say, say that I wasn't concerned about that and I actually wanted to play with like subscribers or something. I could just send all of them the room code. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Very similar cool. to Jackbox in that respect, except obviously Jackbox supports hundreds of people and a spectators. This doesn't, but yeah, you right. can, the, the room code system works pretty well, I think, honestly. Is it uh, four players max? Four, yes. four, four players seems to be max, yes. Four players okay. is bonkers, by the way. We, we played a few matches three player first because Jesse was having connection problems. And that was pretty wild. Once we added the fourth player in, it became ridiculous. Like. If you had more than that, it would be absurd. It would be really hard to keep track, I think. <laughs> You'd be bumping into people. Like, you wouldn't yeah. quite know what was going on. Well, it's also really hard to pay attention as well, because really, to play well, you've got to be really super alert of what's going on, on the map to look for things like the footsteps in the snow and the rustling of the, of the foliage and, and so on and so forth. Right. So having a lot of players in the map would make that quite tricky, I think. So four is a very good number. And even in just like one versus one dueling is extremely enjoyable. It's, it, that mm. becomes very strategic and really super tense. We had some awesome moments 
The, anyone that was, is a subscriber to the Twitch channel, of course, can watch the VOD right now. I believe, Jesse, you captured it for YouTube as well, I think? Uh, I have oh, you the tried footage. to. I, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. It was the first thing I ever recorded on this new audio setup, so I haven't actually, like... It's probably a disaster yeah, or something, yeah. It's probably, probably terrible, yeah. Yeah, but I know Sin Victor streamed it as well, and I think Slow Beef might have too. So, yeah, th th there's ways to watch it one way or the other. And if you're not a subscriber, of course, the unofficial stream channel always uploads my VODs. But... Yeah. It's a fucking blast. It's yeah. great. It's, I'm very, I mean, it's already been overlooked as it was. When I tried to stream it a couple of days ago, there, were no, there was nobody playing. So, and this game only came out a few days ago. So I was like, oh God, that sucks. Which is why I got a group of people together to play it. But it's, I guess one of the real risks with indie multiplayer games, particularly these competitive ones, you can release a, a server-based indie survival game and get half a million people playing it in a day. But when it comes to something like this, it's tricky. Even Duck Game on launch had this problem. Yeah. It took like <laughs> it took quite a lot of really big reviews and YouTubers and streamers playing a lot of Duck Game, I think, to really get people going. Yeah. Uh, with this, like I said, barely anybody was playing it. And I really hope that some people are willing to take the plunge because it is a nasty little catch-22. I'm not going to buy the game because there are no players. And yet, yeah. of course, there are no players because you didn't buy it. Right now, there's only right. two There's only two people online right now for it. And what? Yeah, and that's a legit... I mean, that is a legitimate reason to feel like, oh, God, this this sucks. You know, that I, I don't want to buy something, obviously, that I can't be guaranteed to play. But mm. that therein lies the problem, isn't it? We, yeah. we we need people to play this thing. Thankfully, we can just play amongst ourselves, but it's such a good game. It's going to get overshadowed by For Honor. I can see that happening a mile away. Uh, yeah. But it's so original. It's so good. It's That's really original. Amazing. I didn't even know it was a Kickstarter. It, it only got 36 of... Uh, the goal was 32, but it got 36,000 on, on It got like a 1,000 backers. I want to know where the fuck those backers are. Yeah, 1,300 <laughs> backers. Yeah, why, why are well, they playing it? We discovered that it was, and I don't know if this is true, but I think last night we had mentioned that it was released uh, to those backers before it was released on Months Steam. before, yeah. I think that the, it's on Itch.io as well. It's actually very the, odd to see something of this yeah, caliber. Yeah, talking about it like Friendzone. That was a long time ago. So Yeah, I mean, they had yeah. a very early alpha of like it, a, I think. An older version of it during friend zone a long time ago yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know but i'm going to assume that the since, since they don't use steam works that the player base is the same i don't imagine there's some massive secret cabal of players on itch on the itchio version right but I, i'll tell you this i know for a fact that it popped up on steam and because it didn't get a good start it never appeared on the front page under popular new releases oh that sucks so it's been completely fucking buried it's it's tricky. It's a tricky sell. I think uh, with games like that, having a good single player mode is a great way to make sure that people are willing to buy in anyway, even if there's not that many people playing multiplayer. The thing is, it does have quite a lot of that. It has a good amount of single player content in the form of challenges, and the bots are very competent. But obviously, playing against humans is a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, though, that like every now and again, it's worth taking a risk for something that's genuinely amazing. And to me, this is really, really, really good. It's incredible. I, yeah, it's, I, it's only fifteen bucks too. It's not too much. Yeah, it's it's not it's not too much. I think that 
in this case with games like that they may they may actually have to start releasing limited trial versions maybe that limit you to like a hero rotation or just a couple of game modes just so that you can pad out the player base if 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 steam was going to do anything in this post green light world (laughs) it should be be some sort of thing that's like akin to curation where it's like these are actually good games that you should check out that are uh, indie games right like focus on that kind of stuff Mm. and really promote that aspect of of their service that's just me i've always felt that way yeah i agree no that would be a lot of work (laughs) that would involve valve actually actively doing something they would have to actually play the games that they're selling people and i don't mm, they'd have to check if they actually had executables in them that seems like an awful (laughs) lot of work Uh, yeah Hmm. i'm what i'm hoping for is that i mean i i got northern lion onto it a couple of days ago because it's like that's a northern lion game through and through so they played it we played it we're probably going to play it again on stream more than once i'd imagine and i'm hoping that we'll probably wind up playing it yeah i would think so i at that point it becomes hopefully like there's enough exposure for it to actually yeah justify i'm sure sure lyric and then we'll touch it too in the the next couple days so i think so i'm interested to i would love to see what the lyric effect actually is on games that aren't those indie survival games you know i have to wonder how much how many copies he can shift (laughs) yeah they uh they play a pretty good amount of uh different stuff for the night stream so i'm Mm -hmm. sure it has some push to it but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's too busy cashing those uh, Amazon Prime and Ubisoft checks for For Honor, like everyone else <laughs> on Twitch right now. Maybe so. Maybe so. Pretty hard to convince people to play another game when Ubisoft is willing to shower them in bags of gold to play fucking For Honor. Yeah, and money. And money at the same time. Money as well, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah oh, you don't want gold? We'll give you money as well. <laughs> yeah. I'll, give, I'll give Ubisoft credit. They've realized, you know, you saturate the front page of Twitch for like a fucking week or more with a game, then yeah, people will buy into it. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm very... We'll never be able to see this, but I would love to be able to see their marketing budget and, and how it's being used for influencers oh, compared God. to everyone else because it's got to yeah. be... I mean, there's been going that way for a while. Yeah, right. there's numbers that just came out. I think that like six million people downloaded and played the beta over the the past weekend for For Honor, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, much, much more than Ubisoft has ever had for any of the other games that I think have done something similar. So yeah, well, I think they've been doing a lot of influencer-based marketing. I think since Far Cry Four. If you recall, yeah. the amount of YouTubers they started flying out and giving. Oh, yeah. I was a there lot for preview uh, builds for the San Fran uh, event for the preview build. And it was yeah. uh, like yeah. kind of funny, a bunch of different streamers, bunch of YouTubers were there. They've realized what sells copies, especially with those open world antics kind of games. They, they're they very, very good for either that or just dedicated multiplayer games. They're, they're all very good for influencer coverage. Yep. Their budget for influencers and, and YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers is huge. It is. Because they see the value in it versus yeah, other companies it works. And, right. and if you look back at the podcast from years ago you can remember the conversations we had in the past where executives were like what is this youtube thing what is the <laughs> internet right and, and and ubisoft is one of the few companies that was like f it let's jump on this bandwagon one of the bigger so, ones yeah a lot of the indies got on their way money. earlier but yeah, yeah they're, they're really, one of the first big like, ones 
it's it's weird to look at how Ubisoft is handling that, and then you look at people, uh, you look at Microsoft, you look at Sony, and they just don't give a fuck yet. It's been Nintendo especially just does oh, not yeah. give zero fucks. So I just wonder when those the big three will kind of catch on and, and start doing that to I just think, push think, more sales. I think well, Microsoft Nintendo heard about influencers and said, no, they have to pay us, not the other way around. Yeah, that's how they looked at it. Yeah, sure. I, I think like Microsoft sees that, but I don't know that Sony or Nintendo, I, I don't know the Japanese based companies would ever end up giving a shit. Yeah, they, Sony, oh, Sony has some third party groups that are doing some some activations for them. Um, they did one with The Last Guardian, uh, and I think there's some other ones coming up soon for some of their other titles, but nothing nothing to the size of what Ubisoft has done. Yeah. Uh, with, sure. with, with the big companies, for the most part, they just send slightly fancier consoles to a guy on YouTube, and then they'll just unbox and say, like, hey, look at this, they sent me this. And... I, all I can say is I really hope yeah, that those people here. are getting paid a good amount because if they're giving that level of exposure for nothing but a $300 console, they're fucking idiots. Yeah, that's another thing entirely, another conversation entirely that Please I think will eventually start to occur among influencers is that that type of stuff should be paid. It shouldn't. You shouldn't just do that for a single one console <laughs> right it's also just like hey i'm getting free stuff so we're, it's we're happy to do it but yeah but you you're, you're an stuff. idiot you, you're an, yeah. if you have any sort of presence any sort of presence whatsoever and you do that level of publicity for just a free piece of product that's dumb right it was red, right. but it was red that was a red <laughs> And then when you uh, turn it on, it made Gears of War sounds. I you. had the exact same thing, Jesse. <laughs> How many consoles did you sell for those? God yeah. damn it. The, uh, the unfortunate thing is that even if, uh, you know, certain content creators go up and, and ask for money, there's always going to be a content creator that doesn't, and that's who they're going to go to. Uh, and yeah. that's just kind of how it will probably always be in this space is that someone is always going to be willing to do it for free. Um, and I don't know how to fix that. Uh, well, uh, but it's also I, I mean I I don't care because that, that they're dumbasses they're the ones losing out at that point as far right, as I'm right. concerned. I, but I think eventually, if if you say that you won't do enough things uh, unless you're getting paid a certain amount, that you're just going to get looked over for a lot of stuff. Like there it, has it to be depends how influential you are. You know, if you're influential That's enough, true. then people will jump through your hoops and not the other way around. That's very true. You yeah. get to be selective yeah. with the people that you work with. It's very true. So there you go. Uh, but yes, Invisigun Heroes, like I strongly, 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 strongly recommend it. Go watch this. Go watch the stream vod from last night. See how much fun we were having, and realize that you could have that too in your life. Mm. <laughs> it's fucking that, great. I'm not, the way you said it, though, I'm not. We could all be having fun. You could all be having this level of fun. Can you tell how much fun I'm having? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> You can feel it. Mm. No. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, yes. What? What? I was going to say I played the Wild 8. Ah, yes. I heard that's a thing at the moment. A little bit of survival of some sort, but not the normal kind. Yeah, it's sort of don't starvey. There are eight different classes that you can play, and it's up to an eight-player game. And... It's currently in early access, so the issues that I have with it will hopefully be fixed because, holy shit, that game is frustrating as fuck. Okay. It is like, <laughs> I, man, I was not having fun for the majority of the time that I was playing that game. 
because it it's like a brutally hard game. Um, but when you when you die, and I realize that this is like kind of a common thing, but like when you die, um, you lose everything. Like like um, the amount of of effort, like any of your crafting skills, you lose that. Um, you oh. don't you spawn where you originally spawned with the whole group. So this is supposed to be a game about like a group of people surviving together, right? So if everybody, and the game also gives you quests. So you're encouraged to like move around the map a bunch. If I fuck up and die, I, everybody's up here. I spawn way down here again, all by myself with nothing. And I have to like try to by myself, make my way back to the group and it's just, you just die over and over and over and over again. These people, they they starve to death in less than a day. <laughs> just like, Whoa. this doesn't make any Whoa. sense. It okay. makes me so angry. Um, I played it with, it was me, Sam, uh, Gmart, and Octopimp, and Crendor. And um, holy shit. Like, but by the time we were done playing, I had, I had died quite a few times. I had felt that frustration quite a few times at that point. And I feel like a lot of it would get, like a lot of my frustration would get fixed if they did the thing where you could, where you respawned wherever you left your tent. Okay. I think that that would help a lot. Either you respawn wherever you left your tent or the skills that you had learned so far, you kept. So right. that uh, making your way back to the group, you were still like really good at cutting wood and you were really good at mining and like you could still, you know, make campfires and shit easily. Um, but the fact that you start from zero all by yourself is just a shit show. Also, um, the game encourages crafting, but if somebody crafts something, you can't use it. So all of us had our own tents, which sure made sense. But then we also all had to have our own workbenches. We couldn't share a workbench. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, and I feel like that's a, a pretty obvious thing that needs to be fixed. Yeah, for a group game, you should be able to like specialize a person to do X things and everyone well, uses yeah. that thing, right? Yeah, and that's that's how it's supposed to be because like every every person in the group has like a bonus to something. So there's a person who's supposed to be like the person who's doing first aid and there's a person who's supposed to be the guy who crafts everything. Um, but the fact that like our crafter who is Octo, I think the fact that he would make a workbench and the rest of us couldn't use it to just make something small that we needed. You know, we couldn't like walk up and be like, I need a stick. I literally just need to combine like two sticks together. Can I do that? And it's like, make a workbench first, buddy. <laughs> I thought that was so dumb. Um, so there are, there are a lot of areas in which it's, it's just halting fun, right? Like the group feels like it's making sense and everybody's starting to understand it. And then one person fucks up and dies and that person is just like in a pit of salt, just so mm, awesome. trying to like crawl their way back to where they were. Um, so I think that there's there's quite a bit of adjusting necessary for that game. I would say so, by the sounds of it. That, that it's sounds... pretty early access, right? Like it just came out on early access? Yeah, and I, I do think that it has a lot of potential. I like the idea of, of them saying, 
of them doing kind of a don't starve thing where it's like depending on who you choose to play like you have this ability or you have these bonuses and that that sort of a thing so that it really encourages the group to like figure out who's good at what you know and all work together like i'm into that um but there are things that go against that ideal that i that don't make sense to me there are things that split up the group unnecessarily hmm. um and make it feel less like it's supposed to be a group game and more like, well, I guess I'm just all out for myself for the next hour while I'm trying to figure out how to get back to everybody so we mm. can complete the next quest, you know. Okay, yeah. Well, that looks like something that I will not touch before launch then by the sounds of it. I just wait wait for them to fix those problems because that, that, that's I like far, the look of it graphically. It looks pretty cool. But I like the aesthetic, that, yeah. Yeah, everything you just described is instant turn off. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, definitely. I have that doesn't sound good at all actually yeah uh, yeah uh, ho hopefully that'll get resolved right. jesse what have you been playing this week uh i'm trying to f remember if it obviously wasn't that good then but no i mean uh, did i bring up the fact the gospel that is the resident evil dlc on thursday you did yes did i so all right so look you all need to play that shit because it's fantastic and it's genius okay do you um, play in vr by the way i'm sure you've talked about this before but i'm just curious for my own interest uh on my own yes let me tell you some things one still makes me very sick two okay. parts that didn't make me sick were about 50 times more scarier than playing normally okay because yeah everyone ko and zeke and uh, maximilian all played vr and they swear it's one of the scariest things they've ever it is touched so not pleasant and there's something when you're watching it on a tv i think it's because there's that like wall right, right. like TVs. there's a physical barrier between you and the game yeah when you get in vr there's a like a physical reaction your body has that it, it you know it's not real and still you're like whoa nope yeah uh, and i and i since i got my uh <clears throat> my new oculus rift and my psvr and i've been trying more things in uh vr and i've tried literally everything uh like from third person perspective games to first person perspective games from movies to uh, like everything and there really is like biologically something that your mind's well, just it's a fight or f the way that uh, I think we kind of decided on the show it's a fight or flight type thing because you're actually your brain thinks you're in that current situation and you're reacting as if you really were in that situation so and, and all of the adrenaline and all of the actual brain chemicals that force you to be scared as shit are real and they're not just in front of you on a TV in that sense right oh yeah. and it's it's and you notice certain things that are for example the hands, or if there's, you play a game where you see yourself, um, you know it's like your brain's like, this is weird. This doesn't seem right. Uh, but if you're not focusing on that, you're focusing on just the world and what's happening in it, it is you become immersed real quick. Yeah. And um, uh, real talk, like I'm me, so I can freely, I, I don't ever hide anything. <laughs> Let's talk about VR porn for a minute. Uh, I think VR, it's weird as hell, to be here's honest. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I, I went on this uh, website that was like, we got the best. I was like, I got it. Like, now that I have this, I got to look at this and see what's up. Just got to try it, right? I mean, Multiple I think Multiple times, Pops. Here's the problem. Like, most uh, weird things that, like, make you have to, like, go through many hoops to, like, look at boobies. I'm like, this is a hassle. Like, this is a lot of work. Yeah, you got to <laughs> like, download files gotta, and download a It actually is. Like, yeah. This is a lot right. of work. But it's like, well, you need this video plan. You need to set these settings yes, and all yeah, that I'm sort like, of thing. Oh, this is a lot of effort. But with it's all that much. said, um, there's a, there, there are a few moments where you're watching. You're like, like your brain has this like, yo, this girl does like want to do you. But then I look down and the body of this person that you're supposed to be look like a like a fake robot like a computer generated body but i was like no that has to be a real guy like because your brain's like well that's not you dummy it's and they go through games like that same experience translates in what i'm getting at it translates into games that when you're focusing on who you're supposed to be in the game you are immediately taken out of it and that wall is built back up but if you don't pay attention to your hands or to your your uh body or like trying to see yourself in the mirror. If you pay attention to everything else, you're suddenly reimmersed and you're like in it. So a game like Resident Evil, uh, except for the very beginning when you're like hands are in front of your face and stuff. For most of the game, the interactive scenes are really quite scary. And because you're now hearing noises behind you, it's physically behind you, not behind you on a TV screen. Right. There's all these different levels that build up, and it's just like. Okay, this is uncomfortable. Add that, add that idea of um, motion sickness as well. You already feel off. You already feel like something's wrong and something's not right. And then multiply that by the fact that there's crazy people trying to kill you. <laughs> it's like, there's... Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, same. That's, no, thank you. That's, yeah, like, that's why I'll never touch it. The, I got we no had the desire. same conversation and they said pretty much exactly what you did. They're like, so are you going to play it? They're like, we'll give you like 500 bucks. I'm like, I won't do that for like 5,000. Need a little bit more money. Do that for 50,000. No, $1 million. Okay. Indeed, yes. it, 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 again, it feels like true terror. And like, it would be like I was in a real nightmare. I, the way that I deal with horror, that's how I would deal with it. So it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. I always Meanwhile, get nightmares for that kind of shit. So no, I would not go that far. Yeah. Meanwhile, a game that I don't think got reviewed very well, but for some reason I love, um, is a a game called Edge of Nowhere. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I've heard of Insomniac, uh, one of the two that they made for the Oculus Rift. The other one being yeah, that uh, yeah. the it's the a horror game where game. instead of first person, you are third. You're like over the shoulder, yeah, uh, of this guy, but your head is the light on his helmet, yeah, or the light he's holding. And so, yeah. when you move around you can see things because he's shining the light at places. Mm -hmm. And I like that concept for horror. I think that's pretty neat because the way they use it is uh, because these monsters detect you by sound and you can like, I, I like that. I can handle that because you still have that wall in front of you where it's like, I am safe and everything's okay. And I'm just like watching this guy. And if he dies, oh, well, but first person is too much. If you don't think you can handle it, here's how, here's how you'll know if you can handle it. Go download the kitchen demo for Resident Evil. Yep. You can get through the kitchen demo without losing your shit. <laughs> then you'll be fine. But if you can, literally the kitchen demos, you're sitting. You're not yeah. doing anything. 
things happen to you and then it's over. And I'm just like, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's simultaneously a situation where it's the best possible use of VR, but it's also completely terrifying and kind of exclusionary in that respect because it is so fucking scary. Whereas you play a third person game and you're like, okay, this is kind of cool, but why the hell am I playing this in VR? It's Absol- not, it, yeah. it helps a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it was um, Cronus or whatever the hell the name of it was that came out with the Oculus, which is the, sort of that third person Zelda-esque game, which was pretty good. But And I like the fact that it essentially at that point just acted like a head tracker. Like you, you control the camera with your head, which was actually right. quite convenient. I got around a lot of the camera problems that those third-person games often have with a controller. But outside of that, it's like, well, this is not this is not the virtual reality experience I was looking for. Uh, it's the same with like some of the strategy games where it's like, oh, I can see it from the top. Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, that doesn't really help, honestly. But when you come to first-person shit, that's when it gets very Terrifying. scary, very real, yeah. very immersive. What happened to all those like VR games that were going to be like, you're flying through space and you... Yeah, I want to play those. Yeah, whatever the fun games, everything that's coming out is like, I got an, an email for one that's like, you're you're stuck underwater a thousand feet. I, <laughs> I think it's just... And I'm like, why would I want to do this? I think it's right now easier to make a scary game in VR than it is to make a good game in VR. Well, yeah, because a lot of this stuff is like these experiences, right? You know, it's yeah. just right. cheap, easy, 10 to 20 minute, fairly linear yeah. things. Yeah, totally. It makes it makes sense. Eventually... Uh, everybody tries dodger go i was gonna say that's why valve when they were talking about the the system and the games that they're making right now for vr they were like they're not experiences they're making like right full games yes not vr experience that's like, what i was gonna to bring up and it's about that. bloody time for them yeah. it really is because mm-hmm. vive is of those three vr well there's now four vr systems you know the psvr and uh, you talk about the uh whatever the hell that uh, mobile one is the samsung one samsung the gear the gear box. the the vi no not yeah, the, the google cardboard. box that one <laughs> no google box the, yeah the, you know the, the cardboard has the you most, put on your phone and the most incomplete you know bullshit basically and valve has been really hands-off with it like they are with fucking everything and has finally realized i think you know we we have to we just have to actually throw some real money at it because frankly the best VR games are on the PSVR and the Oculus, and those are both systems with exclusives. And it sucks to say that because exclusives do suck. You know, it's terrible that not everyone's allowed to play the same stuff, but they are better. They are straight up better. They are real games that are properly funded and have proper support and actually make sense. So the best stuff right now is on systems with exclusives far as I can tell. Because honestly, all the Vive stuff you can play on the Oculus anyway, so there's, especially now the touch is out, outside of cost, there's really no disadvantage to owning that thing. But obviously, a lot of people are pretty damn pissed off about the timed exclusives and all that sort of thing, and I don't blame them for that necessarily. But money talks. Yeah. You know, yeah. VR's a very small market right now. Super it's, small. It's not in the place where it's gonna. you can sell enough copies to actually make decent money. So these games are having to be subsidized in order to really shift stuff. So it's a risk. There's no doubt. Yep. Yep. Anyone else play anything else this week? Uh, uh, I'd ahead. love to hear about Neo. 
I would like to hear more about Neo, yes, because JP, you've been playing a ton of it. I've watched a bunch of people play it, but I haven't played it myself, so I'd like to yeah. know. Um, still very early in the year, but Neo will def definitively be on my top 10 list. Uh, it is, it if you take, it's the direct relationship that everyone makes is Dark Souls, but of course, there's only, there's only, the game doesn't play anything like Dark Souls unless you use the axe. If you use the axe, it's a giant fucking weapon that takes large chunks of HP and it's very slow and that's very Dark Souls in, in the second-to-second mm -hmm. -second gameplay. Yes. But if you use any other method of playing the game in terms of the weapons, which there are lots, there's, I want to say, five different weapons and then two types of magic. You can't go straight full magic, um, but it's definitely, uh, like, you can do different nin ninjutsu and bullshit to... Make it your main focus, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it the game has so many fucking systems in it that it's almost kind of hard to start or decide where to start because it is it is a Dark Souls ish game that has a Diablo three style loot system in it that is mission based that is very hard and also has like a pretty decent story that has to do with real things that happened in feudal Japan. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's kind of all over the place, but it does almost everything really, really well. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It, it, my one concern with the game is, and I think it's just because of how I've been playing it, I found like this God tier weapon at level 60. The game's also incredibly long. Uh, I should also state that. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. Like, I'm doing end game ish missions right now. Uh, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm like level 93, and I think the missions are like level 120. How many I hours think, have you played? Um, I'd probably say around 30 to 35. I don't know the exact uh, hourage, but uh, most people that have tried to like 100% uh, non-New Game Plus is around 70 hours. And I think most people that just mainline the story beat in around 30 or 35. That's what I've been hearing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. There there are systems in this game that are fucking awesome. In the, in the second to second combat, the idea that where you actually hit an opponent, it'll do more damage if it's a headshot. So like if you're doing, the way the combat works is before you even swing, you get to side on your stance. You can have a low, medium, or high stance. Each of these three stances have their own different attacks and their own different combos in them for each weapon. So already there's like a billion fucking options right there. Right. Uh, to consider. And then there's a skill system. So you can use skill points to unlock more combos and more unique abilities if you like hold down triangle to, to do like a wind up attack or um, you can do like, at least with ax, you can do a stance uh, that'll give you more defense, but it'll lower your, your attack for a certain amount of time or it'll boost your attack, but you'll use more stamina or key as it is in the game uh, for each of your attacks. So there's like a billion ways to fucking play it. And one of the, one of the ways to do uh, the ninjutsu stuff is you can basically parry attacks and if someone comes at you and like swings a sword at you, your guy catches the sword in midair, takes the sword and stabs it back into the guy for a shit ton of damage. And people have found out ways to do that and almost cheese the game by doing like 40,000 damage because they'll go up to a boss that has a full boss bar, grab the item or grab the weapon and mid strike and just shove it back into the guy and one shot him. So there, there's ways that to seems do like- a, a little overpowered. Yeah, yeah, there's ways to do, like, quote, perfect builds in that sense. Okay. Um, and a bunch of streamers have, have beaten the game and gotten to New Game Plus, which apparently changes the game drastically. I don't know the specifics of it. I know there's a, 
uh, a different, there's a higher tier of items in New Game Plus. Uh, it goes into green item rarity at that point, and those are like the best items. Um, there's sets. So the, if you have two-piece, four-piece, six-piece, eight-piece, whatever, you get different things, and there's like, I don't know, I've probably seen 20 or 30 different sets right now. Um, there's a guardian, which you choose, and you get different abilities depending on what guardian you choose. And it also has a living weapon, so it's kind of like your your uber mode where you deal a little bit more damage, but each strike reduces the amount of living weapon that you have left, and each damage you take uh, reduces it as well. Um, this sounds it, so complicated. It's like you load in the game, and you're just you're just met with like so much shit. And about ten hours in the game, you're still doing tutorials and still like learning about all the different things in the game. Wow! Um, but that it's not a bad experience. You're not like you're not frustrated. You you know what you need to know when you need to know it. Okay. It does a very good job of doing that. Um, there's a crafting system, so you can craft everything. There's a reforging system, so if you have a level, or sorry, if you have a weapon that one of the stats you don't like, you can just reforge that stat in a gamble mode and try to get a better stat for it. Um, if you have a level 10 item and you're level 50 and you don't want to let go of that item, you can soul match the item, so you basically have that item eat a higher level item and it brings the level 10 item up to level 50 so you can continue using it it raises all the stats and everything um some of the items even will when you do that will actually take stats from the item being eaten and apply it to the new item so you can create like even better items in that sense um there's a pvp system somewhat uh, there's, there's dlc coming for true pvp but when someone dies just in like dark souls there's like a blood stain equivalent left on the ground but instead of uh, when you hover over it, instead of showing what happened to them, it'll say like so-and-so killed by whatever. And then it has a list of, it's like a circle and it has all of their gear. And if you hold down circle and summon the revenant, you kill the revenant, there's a chance that one of those pieces of gear or four of those pieces of gear will drop and you get it. Damn. So if you need like an item, you can walk up and look at someone's body and say, well, that guy's got a purple ax. I wonder if that's any good. Summon them if you kill them then you might get the purple X. Um, you can repeat missions, and it actually encourages farming in a lot of cases. If you want better items, you can definitely farm a, a certain mob or a certain boss over and over as much as you want. Um, yeah, there's, the game has a shit ton of stuff going on, and all of it, for the most part, is like pretty, pretty great. Um, I'm trying to think of negatives for the game, um, but... I think the only negative for me is just the way that I decided to play got kind of boring because I got that God tier item and I would just spam high attack and high stance and I never changed stances and I never changed my attack process. It was just way too strong. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's a fantastic game. Uh, and it, right now on Twitch, it's definitely getting foreshadowed or overshadowed rather uh, by For Honor. Um, the viewership just isn't there, uh, and I and I hope it's selling well. I don't. They haven't really put out numbers or anything, but everyone it's, that's played it seems to really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be getting very positive opinions across the board. Really, I'm not yeah. seeing any major criticism of the title. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I've only played a little bit of it. I just haven't really had the time. But what I played of it, I liked. So <laughs> some I, of the I'll bosses are pretty difficult too, and there's a lot. Um, one of the early bosses specifically which I think is probably like the, the first test of the game if, if there would, or the first barrier in the game is this uh, like vampire or, or bat boss basically that paralyzes you. 
Um, and so if you don't dodge their attack, you basically just get paralyzed and they come up and like two shot you. Uh, and that's, that's also something that can happen in the game is that normal enemies do a shit ton of damage to you. Like three attacks of a combo from a normal enemy will just flat out kill you. Um, and so it, it rewards and almost you have to be able to learn how to dodge and learn how to uh, manipulate the key system, which I didn't even talk about. If you, so the key bar goes down when you use attacks and when you dodge. And if you, in the beginning of the game, if you press R1 when at the specific time of your key meter, you will then regen that stamina back immediately. So there's definitely like key management in the, in the second to second fighting of it. Um, and as you get more skills, eventually when you dodge with uh, hitting X and like do a back step, that'll also regen the key in the same way that the pressing of R1 does. So there's definitely like timing, almost like an active reload from Gears of War in terms of the stamina bar uh, in the fighting, which is a very unique system that I haven't really seen in any other game quite like this. So I'm having a ton of fun with it. I, I'm gonna revisit it tonight. I'm hoping to finish it pretty soon uh, and get into the new game plus stuff because I want to see what that's all about. But there's mm -hmm. Twilight missions, which are like level 150, 170 missions that change every single day that you can go and do if you're a masochist. Oh, really? Really fucking difficult. Um, so yeah. They're trying to have something that people who have completely 100%ed the game, except for those people to still do. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're, they're trying to create, I think, a system where... When, when you beat Dark Souls, you're done with Dark Souls. When you right. beat Neo, there's still more to do. And there's definitely, there, there are secret bosses um, and kind of like an epilogue mission style uh, after you beat the main boss of the game, uh, which are supposedly really fucking difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't seen any of those yet, so I can't speak to them. Awesome. I'm, gl I'm glad they put that kind of stuff in, realizing that that sort of longevity is in itself very important and is one of the main reasons I think that Dark Souls still has the likes that it does. Real yeah. smart by them. Very much yeah. so. Uh, people in chat, I'm playing on the PS4 Pro. And As you should. Yeah, the only reason that that's a question that people ask is because one of the cool settings about Neo is you can play um, at 4K30 if you want it to look better or you can play at 1080p60 if you want it to run better. Yes. Mm. Which is kind of a cool thing because you don't really see that too much on the consoles. Yeah, um, and yeah. hopefully there's a lot more of that. Honestly. Yeah, hopefully other companies adapt that because I think everyone's responding to it pretty, pretty strongly. As pretty bloody well, I should. Yeah. I think it was just last week that we were talking about how we, did. we just yeah. we just wish that companies would give people a damn like, choice. Yeah, give you give you options like do this if you want higher frame rate, but maybe like. You no, know, won't look as good, or just like, just like, give you a description of what your options are. Yeah, yeah. I would. I just want to motion blur off in every game, every console game. That'd I just want to turn nice. motion blur off. I can't fucking yeah. stand that, uh, and yeah. I'm always so excited when a game comes out on PC because that option is pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but you yeah. know, ultimately, two settings is better than no settings whatsoever, and I'll take it. Yeah. And unfortunately, some games are exclusive to consoles, so if you're gonna lock it to a goddamn peasant box at least give me the choice to play it at a higher frame rate i don't care if it's 720p it's on a peasant box it looks gonna look like crap anyway you might as well let me play it properly what about a peasant box pro uh the peasant box <laughs> pro the peasant box pro doesn't run most of them better either <laughs> yeah well there was that uh, patch last week that came out that bumped a lot of the old games up to, to uh, well, run the boost mode better. i mean bo boost yeah. boost mode it doesn't even get 60 on the 
pretty much every game. Like, it'll give you a little boost here and there. And there's some stuff like Bloodborne where it doesn't help at all because, mm. one, Bloodborne's locked to 30, and secondly, its main issue is actually its frame pacing, not its frame rate. And right. boost mode does not fix frame pacing at all. So uh, okay. I it feels it real much, so. clunky because the frames aren't being displayed at a regular um, rate. So huh. that's what a lot of people notice is like, this feels laggy. And what they actually mm. mean is that the frames are just, they're coming in inconsistently. So it feels a lot jerkier than it should. Sure. sure. So, that makes uh, sense. Um, but yeah, Neo's, Neo's fantastic. I have spent several, several hours off stream. And when I say several, I'm thinking like 10, 15 hours off stream farming a boss so that i could get better items <laughs> see so that's, it, that's how you know the game's actually good that you played it in yeah. a way that didn't involve you being paid for it exactly yeah yeah where it and it the the diablo grind of like all right i'll go for like two more purples two more purples and i'll stop i get those two purples. that's compelling oh, you know that's good i didn't really those those aren't that great let's go and get two more and then maybe <laughs> yeah. those. oh but if i go and kill that guy maybe he'll drop this set and so nice. like that that stuff starts to form and, and that it's got like a lot of stuff that I really just fuel it's on. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So it's good. Glad to hear that. I'm having a lot of fun with it. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the news and the newly trimmed release segment that will not take an hour. And we've taken most of the shit out of it, unless it's entertaining shit, in which case, you know, or as one might say, king shit. We'll keep the king shit in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. We'll be right back, folks. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. A light week on the news front, but a couple of things going on that we would like to talk about mm. before we wrap up the releases. So let's start with this whole Twitch communities thing. Every now and again, we do, of course, talk about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Sorry. Mm. Twitch-related topics. Twitch related topics. And I think it was just after we went off the air on the delayed Thursday show that they sent us an email regarding Twitch communities. I hadn't actually heard yeah. a damn thing about this prior to them just springing it on us. And it's like, ah, yeah. So there's this new feature called Twitch communities. And I'll read out what they said in the email to try and get us to be interested in that. Today, we're incredibly excited to introduce Communities, a new discovery tool to help you connect to the most relevant audiences and help viewers discover content that fits their interests easier and faster than ever. Communities puts the power to discover, share, and connect with new content friends and followers in your hands, your grubby little mitts. And yeah, you create a community in the broadcast dashboard, and that's basically all you do because there's no other functionality beyond that. <laughs> Yeah, yep. we yeah uh, we kind we ripped it uh, apart last week on the show, and so my thoughts are kind of out there. So I'll let mm. you guys kind of carry the conversation here. Well, just like it went to shit immediately, right? Because there's no there's there's no system for you to uh, submit for a community. You just create a community. Mm -hmm. So immediately it became a redundant form of searching for game because there were like a million communities that were all super smash brothers melee. It was like, then yeah, that's not With, a community. That's not like what this is supposed to be. Dashes yeah. and underscores like super yeah. underscore med blah, blah. And of course there was a land, there was, a, there was an immediate land grab for like as many popular names as you could get. 
and yep. stuff like that. Thankfully, yep. they did put some limitation on that. You had to have an account of a certain age, but you could still register quite a lot of them. So obviously a ton of communities sprang up overnight. But of course, the main problem that I have with it is that they're not communities of any description. No, not at all. Well, there, there are. The ones that are using it, quote, correctly, like speedrunning. Mm -hmm. Speedrunning, is a perfect, yes. It's a good example. It's a great example of, of a community that is using communities in the way that Twitch, I believe, intended. It's about the only one that is, really. Yeah, right? like, there, there's so many things wrong with it. You, you mentioned uh, land grabbing. There is literal, like, domain squatting on things that are pretty relevant and pretty yeah. important things that could also be very similar to speedrunning, but people are sitting on that. And the thing that sucks is not necessarily that they're sitting on it, it's that they're sitting on it and they won't change the graphics. The yeah. ones that are successful are the ones that are actually putting time into it and creating custom artwork and custom graphics and all that stuff. There's and actually a reason why half of them aren't, by the way, because yeah. we did that and I, it won't work. Really? I, yeah, I can't, I, I cannot get my, our logos to work. It just keeps saying upload failed over and over again. And Are you using the exact uh, yes. specific absolutely 100 yeah okay yep and no, it just doesn't work know. i tried different formats i tried to convert into jpeg i tried converting to fucking bitmap of all things that didn't work it was it's all the proper resolution it's it's fucking broken and yeah for ages we couldn't even i think we still can't find co-optional in the community list we, oh you're number two right now yeah, because we're on the air and part of the co-optional community. I have to wonder if anyone else is even using it. And here's another weird thing about this, that there is no way at all to stop someone else from joining one, uh, your community and you streaming onto it. No, you can't whitelist. No white you, can you can only ban. Yeah, yeah. You, you can only ban. So, you know, we're, we're behind cats only. There are 38 streams. There are three streams under co-optional. These two other random motherfuckers who are under here, both streaming for honor with one and two viewers. Well done, guys. You're really, you know, riding our gravy train all the way to fucking cash town by the looks of it. But right. the thing is, we don't know who these people are and they have nothing to do with us. And the thing is that the only reason they're there is because they're trying to mooch a couple of viewers. And exactly. it's exactly the same problem that we used to have with Twitch before Twitch started to get a bit more strict about it. Whereby if a big guy is streaming a game, especially if they're streaming one that not a lot of people are streaming, you know, so, you know, Lyric, uh, obviously kind of a guy or Soda Poppin will stream like a random game at some point that no one else is streaming. Then suddenly out of nowhere, out pops up a, a few other people who are playing that game, which is fine. That's okay. You want to ride the coattails. That's cool. But then a bunch of other people who just categorize themselves under that and aren't playing that at all. Right. And it comes down to whether or not it's, that's reported to a moderator as to whether or not I that's even relevant. I will simply say that I'm not a fan of stupid ideas. <laughs> Man, well, that explains your here, voting preferences. Yeah, devil's advocate here, though. I This reminds me of early MMORPGs. Like, okay. It, go back a few years when you didn't have to, like, have... 10 or 12 people be your friends and then sign up with you when literally anyone can start a guild when you give someone the option to either join or create if the creation's easy they're going to create right. and in the hopes that they'll become something off of like i'm the leader of this group yes and so they have all of these uh you you have all the exact same thing that you're seeing in communities because people want to be in charge of something and they want to have that control and be like i'm this guy yeah of course yeah I, much like that, 
eventually people will flock to one group or another and all of these other things should be eliminated somewhat like, yeah yeah like, as time goes on and and there becomes a very cohesive everyone knows that this is like the role play community or everyone knows this is the speed all the other like offshoot <laughs> it's just like i'm speed run four bye join real speed run that's the whole point of speed yeah run. right that, that's I, true I, I feel like the, keeping the keeping it as insane as it is right now lets people figure out where they want to fall and then somewhat. at some point they should step in and be like okay the the issue with that is that if it's too shitty for too long people will not bother clicking that thing at all it, there's and i don't really want to call out the people that run this because i'm sure they did it with the best of intentions but the variety streaming community shows how pointless community is so it's like oh right so all it is is a group of channels that play video games yeah, no, they, in general, half the people in there are playing For Honor, by the way. Just want to point yeah. that out. It's like, that's not, what is that? It's like, th th that, that's, that's Twitch. That's what's called Twitch. Surely. Right. <laughs> they should have been very, very specific with things like that. Like, variety community is like, it, almost everybody streams multiple games. That's not. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to have communities, it should be stuff like, this is my, my JRPG community. And this is my. Right. Uh, yeah, that you see, I like that. You know, that's a good one because yeah, it, it, that's a genre essentially at that novel point. Community, like yes. those are the communities that people it should like, be. I think, Godress, that's exactly what it should be. I think yeah, like yeah. just cats is a kind of funny community where if you're on there and you just have cats or shit, hilarious, great. If there's a mukbang community, like those are communities, not every whatever fuck game you want to play community. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, that's not that's not a community in. at that point. And honestly, like the co-optional community isn't either. Like our group well, like, is nothing. It's yeah, nothing. To be honest, like the way that you're utilizing it by having a community called co-optional is a redundant form of what yeah, a team. It's completely is. useless. It's just right. the same as what yeah, team that's, was. That's with why there's not a role play community yet, because then it would be I mean JP streaming role yeah. play on the team role play within the community role play. The only reason like, I grabbed it was no, to okay. make sure that no other fucker did before. Mean? Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, what does that mean? Deleting. There's no reason. But the other thing that I think really sucks, and I've heard this from a couple of different creative streamers that I'm close with, is that they've established like this whole hashtag system in creative. Right? Yes. Yeah. Really yeah really I heard about that. Them. And now they're being told you can't use hashtags anymore. You have to use That's bullshit. So if they're doing like multiple forms of art all pushed together and they were using multiple hashtags, they you now have to say, okay, which one yeah. I guess is the most important. Yeah, that's dumb. One, which is Their really system stupid. was way better. Yeah, I I'm actually kind of surprised they just don't use that. It just use a tagging. I'd love exactly. being able to I tag think your stream. Is great. Hashtags across the whole site. Yes. Make it's it official for, for creative. I think Absolutely. the reason that they didn't is because then titles get really spammy. And I that's guess so. Yeah, but then well, it, you implant official system, so it's not in the title. So you have, right. a, have a drop down menu where that, you can maybe yeah, pick three sure. or four hashtags and then of course they can moderate the hashtag to make sure there's no offensive ones or whatever that's easily enough done steam did that very easily and then yeah. people can break it down by category because there are yeah there there, there there are genuine uses for this sort of thing if it's done yeah. properly but communities is the maybe one of the worst ways of approaching that idea that people want to search for streams not just by game they're interested in either a style of the game being played, which again why, is why the speedrunning community is great, or they're not right. necessarily looking for a specific game. 
they're looking for a type of game. So competitive or, arena or shooter, or just like, type yeah, of or, or fighting type of games, you know, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. They're looking for a, a kind of streamer or a kind of genre. That's that's what that could be used for, but that's not what communities would do. And in its current form, it just it doesn't do anything. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's there are there are a lot of issues with it. The other thing that I think is kind of weird is, and I understand the reasoning for it, but a lot of streamers have used it as a way to extend their brand. Yeah, and so that's Hi. what they'll create. Of course, a community. I did. Yeah, like Why it's optional. Yeah, community, but. I think that's not necessarily the best way to do this either. No, of course it isn't. <laughs> but yeah. if it, it, the thing is, if you've got a broken system and you don't exploit that broken system, then you're sure. missing an opportunity. The fact of the sure. matter is the system should be better. I don't know that I agree with that. but And but that's I, why I've got more subscribers than you. I the know. fact of the matter is... <laughs> you're absolutely you, right. You yeah. know, if it's not horribly immoral, you should use the system to the fullest extent of it. But the system is shit. There's no doubt about it. I would prefer the system to be an awful lot better. It reminds me of when I set up the frame rate police on Steam, where th there was a bunch of websites that wrote complaining about it, which was hilarious, by the way. But it was just like, dude, I shouldn't even be having to do this because really, there should you should just be able to tag those games that way. But Valve banned the 30 FPS tag. That's why I had to use a curator for it. Be like, well, that's not what curator is for. Actually, it turns out it is now because they altered <laughs> it. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah, but I mean, that's the only reason that exists because they actually banned the 30 FPS tag. There are much yeah. better ways that of doing that, which is... And, it's it's a very I mean this is a great parallel like you're saying because the creatives guys hashtag system is better than this and they should just right. officially support that instead. I really want to see what they do with this because it it I think we have all said it it needs a complete reworking. Yeah, it's but pants. Twitch has never Doesn't gone do back and done a complete reworking of anything on their site. So I don't like. Is this going to be the first product where they eventually do that? Is this going to change? Are we eventually going to see kind of what Jesse said, where the bad stuff will weed its way out? And it kind of has. Maybe. Like I yesterday, think... asked, there were a bunch of communities. There was one. Uh, there was one just called Butts that no longer exists. Sure. There's one called Big Dongs that no longer exists. It's easier on a like company side to just instead of jumping in now and being like, "Oh boy, we goofed," just to let it play out and then be like, and then "Make a big as well. comment." Yeah. There's there's a company spin here where they can be like, see how all these communities formed, and now we're gonna lift up those communities that have that are really cohesive and well, they're already doing that. I mean, they they've been yeah. tweeting the speedrunning community nonstop. That that's yeah, because it's literally the only example of a good yeah. one. <laughs> that's, that's the golden child of the the entire thing, and that's why they've been tweeting it for sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty uh, much. It they've they're just gonna do a lot more with it, and like I said, the lack of whitelisting is kind of ridiculous. It's, we, we can't even say, you know, originally when I set up, it's like, all right, well, we're just going to basically use it as a team. And, you know, if you tune into uh, anything that's in the co-optional community, you're guaranteed a guy that's experienced with a good mic and hopefully a decent personality. I mean, you might run into Krendor sometimes, but most of the time you'll be totally fine. Uh, at least he's got a good mic. He's got that going for him, which is nice. You know, he is a functional person. He has been known to speak. Sometimes he could hear sentences. But the fact of the matter is that it's, useless because literally anyone can join i don't know who the fuck these guys are <laughs> yeah and, and then the thing is is if you ban them with us. if you ban them then it becomes an issue you got to deal with <laughs> yeah and i and i don't want i don't want to <laughs> and deal you, with and you don't want to be that bastard, guy yeah. because no you don't because you get a rep yeah point. you get a rep and you'd have like 
oh yeah that guy banned me that becomes a story like oh that guy banned me from his community for some yeah reason. which and you should never have to use a ban unless it's actually someone who's taking the piss and here's the thing i don't fucking know it, it are we gonna go and check these guys out all the time to make sure no. they're not fucking no we're not no, no moderator of a community is going to do that in a million yeah. years it's hard it's enough to moderate job. one chat you got uh, who the fuck is moderating variety streaming that has 142 streamers on right now in it jesus yeah. no that's not going to happen so yeah it's just the right now it's a useless system they've got to do some major reworking and actually build a proper feature set because it barely has one it shouldn't have even launched in its current state Mm. Why is there a World of Warcraft community when World of Warcraft is just a game list for God's sake? Dude, there's That's one for I'm Overwatch saying. too. People there's just one. use yeah, it yeah. for games and it doesn't make yeah. sense. I don't think people fully understand what this is because yeah. if anything, it should be uh, like uh, competitive Overwatch is the community. Yes, or, that makes sense. Or like P Warcraft PvP, right? Or like that's the community. Right, that's the focus. Just saying, Warcraft is it's it's the fucking game, guys. <laughs> it's yeah. the game. Yeah. It's well, like that's... WoW PvP yeah. or WoW RP, as you said, would be much more yeah. useful. WoW RP is a great community that you could create where Don't. you have RP players who like are all streaming together. That's genius. Yeah. This, yeah. It's... Com competitive Overwatch is another one that I think is is it's already been made, but I think that... it's a good. Yeah, that, that, that's decent. Part. That makes a reasonable amount of sense. But the, the vast majority of it is bollocks. And yeah. yeah, especially the ones that, you know, again, we're guilty of it, that are just created around a, a streamer or a brand are basically useless. It's, it's just not... an extension of the brand, yeah. Yeah, and, of course. People, fans of that streamer can then stream under it, but the, it's, I don't know. It, but it's the, just but a that bigger help. way no, to spotlight the streamer. Yeah, no, no one's going to go watch those, though. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that's at the at basic reality in, of it. In great success. For and, sure. and you, no. know what, you know what would help a game like Invisigun, for example, is if there was a community that was like competitive indie games. Yes. Right? Like or couch, couch games. Yeah. yeah, couch, yeah. Games. couch games. Yeah. Play with friends online. Stuff like that. That is the shit that would make a good community. And, and again, that's something that... that that's well, I mean, the, we could make it. But... Maybe the main issue that I have with all this is the good ways of using this are scarce enough that Twitch could have just done it themselves. Yes. Yeah, did, they totally. did not need to make it open to everyone. Yeah. I understand why they did because then they don't have to do anything. <laughs> yes. But they could have done this on their own. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah, I'm hoping that since they're like it's in beta right now, that maybe they'll just shut the whole thing down and then restart <laughs> it. And then... uh, I highly doubt that, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. So that, I mean, that's really all there is to say about it because there's not exactly much of a feature to discuss. But yeah, I hope they do something right. more with it. Just make make it mm -hmm. good. Make it good. That's all I'm asking. Make it good, guys. Yeah. Just, not, just like stop fucking up. Yeah. 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 Well, um. Yeah, everyone knows that you know I have all my opinions dictated directly to me by Jesse these days. So, you know, I sure. I also do not sure. like Absolutely bad true. ideas. I I'm not a fan of them. You more opinions. Okay, yeah, just send those over right now, just so that I know what to think for the next six days. Thank you. Right, moving on. Steam Direct. So, uh, Valve announcement. They're getting rid of green light. They've been wanting to do this for quite literally years, and but we're on Valve time, so it took them a while. And eventually, they have finally announced they've got a replacement for it. It's called Steam Direct, which basically means the voting is gone. No, no more voting from people. Uh, you s fill in some paperwork, you send them some money, and then you get on Steam. 
Yep. Right. Wow. <laughs> hey, that fixed the problem, didn't it? I, I have problem not heard of that. solved. That's, the, that's like, the first I've heard of this, and that sounds completely ridiculous. What the fuck? Yeah, so, immediately everybody was like, oh, good. Valve figured out a way to make more money and do less and work. And do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Do absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, at least this is this is even worse. I mean, the, in some ways, anyway. The, the, the whole point is they want to put a barrier in the way of people releasing bullshit that doesn't work or bullshit that is stolen from something else or bullshit that is a game that's like a fucking asset flip of default unity stuff that you buy from the store basically this stuff that's complete dog shit and is usually just sold to uh, make money off trading cards and all that kind of thing and they want to put a barrier in the way and that barrier is fill out some electronic paperwork and pay us some money here's the thing Greenlight already had a fee it was a hundred dollars it didn't do shit. Yeah. Uh, it did not stop anything. So their, their plan is, well, what if we increased the fee? Well, here's the problem with increasing the fee. <laughs> yes, you may possibly, maybe, avoid some of those complete garbage games as a result of that. You may be able to be the gatekeeper at that point. But you also put undue hardship on people that are actually creating stuff that is good that just right. don't have an awful lot of disposable money to throw at you for the right to put the game on your store. Yep. yep. Yes. So the the issue of what the fee should be is, of course, debatable. That A lot of numbers have been thrown around. They've said potentially up to $5,000. Now, needless to say, that's the number that a bunch of gaming websites jumped on and immediately said, this is a disaster for everybody. Right. Of course, they actually never said that they were going to do five thousand dollars. They they're still deciding on what the number could possibly be. Right. So, the th- th- there's a couple of issues of it. One, you know, the amount of money. They did say that there was a way to potentially recoup it. They have not in any way explained what that way is because, of course, they didn't because they're Val. Secondly, the other issue is they're still not fucking curating their store. And yeah. in fact, it seems the, like they're now doing the even less work. It's not fixed. Yes, they're doing even less work to keep their store nice and tidy and to make sure that it's you know, full of quality products and not full of shit that doesn't work and all that sort of thing. And I know so, some people, I, I hate these people, by the way, are like, well, why should they cu- curate? No other digital store curates. Or, even stupider, no other real store curates. Really? Really? Is that true? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me of the last time that you walked into a store and regularly found a bunch of products that set themselves on fire and aren't called Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Uh, topical. Or something along those lines. Or shit that just flat out doesn't work that's completely covering the shelves. Every now and again, you'll run into a product like that. But generally speaking, a store will look at the product and they'll stock things that will actually sell. Look, right. look go to a grocery store. Yes. Things are on shelves at eye level versus different places based on like what they're trying to sell you. They curate the living fuck Everything out of real stores. insane if you think other stores don't curate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I worked at Game for three years and every Wednesday we had to completely rearrange the fucking store, which included taking stuff off the shelves that wasn't selling, rearranging stuff that we wanted to push into certain eye-level areas of the store, yeah. like you mentioned, but stuff that's prominent and all that sort of thing. And do you think we just sold every game? 
No, because obviously, but you know, and people argue, well, that's because you have limited shelf space. True enough, and Steam does not. But there's another issue. Even if we didn't, if we had an infinite game store, it'd be real fucking hard to find what you were looking for. You know, you wanted to go window shopping. It's like, oh great, there's ninety thousand games in our physical store, and eighty thousand of them are complete dog shit that don't work. You know, that makes finding the other good ten thousand ones a pretty goddamn difficult thing to do. Right. And on digital stores, that's even worse. As we have seen, we just gave you a good fucking example of something that's got completely overlooked, despite being goddamn amazing, Invisigun Heroes. Didn't even hit the new release section. For God's sake. And that's great. That's amazing. That's a super high quality, like, you know, that's top 10 game of the year material already. And it didn't even hit the fucking list. Uh, Yeah. uh, The other issue, you know, again, with physical stuff, there are laws that are covering things like, I don't know, the fact that products shouldn't explode and burn your house down. There is quality assurance for these kind of things, and there are real consequences when they do that sort of thing. Yeah. Consequences for the retailer and for the manufacturer. When it comes to right. software, there's fuck all. Fuck all. And apparently that's a reason for Valve to just dodge all responsibility. Yeah. No, I don't agree. I've never agreed with that. They should not have to dodge all responsibility. Did they say anything else about the program in terms of how it's going to be structured? Because the only thing that no. I saw about it was just the fact that they're going to charge more to get entered into it. No, they just they just talked about the potential of charging some amount of money. It's like between 100 and 5,000. I believe once you have paid the fee, um, you probably will not have to pay again. In terms but, of putting a new game on there or something? Yeah, I don't believe so. I think because you, you had to pay $100 for every green light thing you listed. And of course, that it does take out a bunch of the bullshit in the sense of those companies that were creating fake votes and getting things through green light. Their business model is now up in flames. Ha ha ha. But aside from that, it doesn't fix most of the problems that either we have as gamers or indie devs have as developers. It doesn't help either yeah. of them. Yeah, sounds like another shitty program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> apparently there is a fee per to. game, so I, evidently I was wrong. I got that mixed up. It was the other apparently way. Apparently there's what? Apparently it is a fee per game. Uh, so, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And that, that could be a real stinger, obviously. I imagine they'd probably scale the fee, but I have to wonder exactly on the basis of what grounds. You know, right. The... That that's who would exactly would make that call? I mean, because because you know what that would require, Jesse. I'm sure you would. It begins with a C. I I don't I don't. No, I don't follow. What? Genitals. Yes, balls is what it would require, or or ovaries. But either would work in this scenario. Don't hey, mind. Reproductive organs. Reproductive <laughs> organs are required in no. this instance. Curation. That would require curation. And you know they're not willing to fucking do that. And that's the problem. And I'm, I know exactly what some people are going to say. Didn't you complain when they curated before the green light system? Because that stopped certain games from getting on the floor. Wasn't that terrible? Yes, but there's a middle ground. 
yeah, between there's got, those you two things. Yeah. Fuck everyone who's like, it's got to be this or this. Like, there's this whole area. Everything gets no. in and nothing gets in. <laughs> like, what? what? That's not the point. Like, there's there's a perfect middle ground. All it takes, real talk, is to for Valve to spend money to pay people. It's their job. And there's the problem. There's the problem. You know? That's yeah. awesome. Some people like, oh, it's impossible. There's too many games. Well, Jim Sterling actually did a little um, informal count and was looking at Greenlight, and he was estimating that about 100 games a day get submitted to Greenlight. Now, of oh, course, bear shit. in mind, that do, that's actually not that many when you think about it. Bear in mind, oh, a lot of those Steam, won't, but yeah, won't get I, through I didn't either. think it was that many. Even then, you just get a, a, a team of 10 people to do... To, all they need to do, they don't, even, they don't even need to be huge critics, like, well, we're going to play for 80 hours and test everything. No, you don't need that. You don't need that. You just need someone that, one, tests that it has an executable. That's useful, because shit has ended up on Steam that didn't. <laughs> Does it load? Yeah. You know, maybe have two PCs and uh, say, all right, does it load? D is it crashing every five minutes? Does it delete Windows? No? I Great. mean, <laughs> most of that stuff you could probably automate. Some of it you, you could, even, yeah. You totally. don't even need a person to see that stuff, right? Yeah. D you know, are there massive gaping assholes in the first five minutes of the game? No? Phenomenal. Great. Good to know. <laughs> d d is there I want that job. I want to just stare at a monitor and just like, here's the next game. Is there a giant gaping asshole? Yes and no. I think that job's available in the FBI, right? <laughs> I think that's... Go join the FBI. I'm sure they'd let you do that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, is there obvious copyright <laughs> infringement and stolen assets and bullshit? You know, is there malicious code? Really, th that's most of what people are looking for. They're not looking for Steam to be the grand arbiter of what is good. It's like you can only let nine point oh or higher onto the store. No, we realize there are going to be shit things that end up on the store. What we would like is at least a base level of quality. You know, things that actually load would be nice. Yeah. That would be pretty good. There are, there's at least a few things that they could do to improve that. But that involves Valve's direct involvement. And we know that they really don't like that. You know, they don't like getting their hands dirty with that sort of thing. Despite the fact that, frankly, they should. I, I'm just, I'm getting a little bit tired of Valve shoveling the responsibility of running their store onto everybody except themselves. Mm -hmm. It's getting real fucking tiresome at this point. Yeah. There you go. So we'll find out more about Steam Direct, no doubt, over the next few weeks, because the system they have given is uh, a little rough. There's only one thing, other thing that I'd like to comment on regarding that, and that was part of their statement that I am going to just call them out as, as basically complete bullshit. They... So they, they announced the whole Steam Direct thing and they were talking about Greenlight and they said this. There are now over 100 Greenlight titles that have made at least $1 million each. Sounds great, right? And many of those would likely not have been published in the old heavily curated Steam store. Bullshit. No fucking way is that true. It, you know, what would be nice is if they actually listed those games. If actually, like, oh, really? There's over 100? Give me a list. I, yeah, I'll tell you that's bullshit. It is, the, the old system, it kind of sucked, but I can only think off the top of my head of three games 
that would have fallen anywhere close to that category and probably still would didn't make a million dollars that were denied initial entry to the store. And they did eventually get in there. And that was an epic game, space pirates and zombies and paranautical activity. And when it came to paranautical activity, it turned out that the devs went completely insane and ended up getting their game banned off Steam anyway for doing a bunch of dumb shit. So... Actually, no. I don't believe for a second that most that a bunch of those $1 million or higher grossing games would have actually been rejected under your old system. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. That's nonsense. Yeah, they would have ended up on there somehow. Of course they would have. Yeah. Of course. No doubt. Yeah. It's just an excuse. It really is. All right. Well, that's that. <laughs> that was fun that was a good little warm-up for the uh big round table we're going to be doing tomorrow on this particular subject with a few indie devs and the guy that runs steam spy so i can't wait for that shall we move on cool. to re releases hit us dudes well hit us with them releases dudes. i am sending them in the in your general direction uh so already sent them to them yeah, oh is on wow top of you it. are on top of this shit you already, yeah. already have it so <laughs> We're doing something that Valve has never done, which is curate. And <laughs> specifically here, we got um, we got Dodger to curate the list this week. This so, is the curated list, bro. This, this yes, oh, this shit, is the curated yeah. This list. is the curated Damn. list. Way so consider how fucking long it is. So what we've done, at least the instruction was, we have cut out everything that looks like complete, total, <laughs> uninteresting dog shit. I can't wait to see what you left in. <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see i'm very I'm very interested as well we also discovered why we were missing a bunch of console games off our usual release lists apparently they weren't being collated properly so now they are so that should make things a little bit easier mm -hmm. let us begin all right so the first one is called neo atlas 1469 if i remember right this is a strategy game yeah, yes, you play the role of the master of a trading company it's actually by arc system works the guys that made uh Blaz blue and guilty gear yeah yeah that's right which this is, is a, a strange game for them it is yeah very, very odd one but interesting well, this that's, looks like a mobile game it, like it, it could be on a mobile platform <laughs> it's not it's not a great looker i'll say that and actually okay. for our right. system works i'm really kind of surprised by that but it looks interesting nonetheless uh being yeah. able to explore this weird uh, world and be you know, a trading company and all that kind of thing it's I'm intrigued. I'm going to play it. I've got code for it, actually, so I'll probably play it over the next week or so. Yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah, it's a little steep, especially for a new IP. So I'm a, I'm a bit concerned that that might not end up rolling out very well. We're, we'll see. It does look interesting, though. Mm. Yeah. The next game is called Semispheres. It's like a side-by-side a -side puzzle game that looks really cool. It's also coming out on PS4 today. Apparently, it has a million and one awards from random indie game shows that i haven't heard of so that's cool yeah, yeah it's yeah, a parallel puzzle game that places dual realities at the part of it so you you actually control two things together at the same time so uh, oh there's a couple of a couple of games that have reminded me of that playing with a controller is highly recommended yeah it's a brother's situation so if you don't have two analog sticks you're in trouble right uh, the next game is called When Our Journey Ends. It's a visual novel with uh, kind of a cool, not necessarily a cool art style, but like the way that everything is colored looks very watercolory. I like it. Oh, that does look really cool. 
yeah you're right it doesn't look like this it's not the it's not a standard of anime bullshit style of visual novel which is nice because let's be honest steam has been saturated by that kind of thing lately this was a kickstarter game ah very nice the next one is called i saw her standing there uh i was trying to decide whether or not to keep this one okay Let, t- tell us why it. you decided to keep it that's well because more interesting uh, one. <laughs> both tb and i have in the past enjoyed games that are kind of like strategic moving around a board game uh-huh. and just like glancing at the thumbnails it looked like that's sort of what it's supposed to be so yeah kind of it's an uh, it's an action puzzle game about death goofy love and pancakes so they claim you can chase deer, fight pirates, fall in love and eat pancakes. Hundreds of levels involved in that. Yeah, so it is an interesting uh, movement-focused puzzle game of sorts. It looks, Yeah, it looks pretty neat. It's got ghosts from Mario in it, apparently. Or not Mario. Um, now I'm just going to fail. That I can't remember Pac-Man? Game. Are you going yes, for that? Yes, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Saved your bacon. Thank you. Also yes. has a level editor, so that's kind of cool. cool. The next game is called Revolve. And it's a platform, like a sci-fi platformer that looks kind of cool. Trigger active platformer. No direct control need to boost gravity and momentum to escape a dystopian future thing. I like the art style. Yeah, I don't know what any cool. of this shit actually is. Honestly, it looks like you're know, like a weird drone or something. But like, yeah, you know, like a little motorcycle that's kind of like magnetic sort of. or some shit. Yeah, but I like the idea of uh, not being able to directly control and having to manipulate the environment and gravity in order to uh, make your way through. That's pretty cool. Next game is called Boar in all caps. B O O R. Boar. It's a side-scrolling two D puzzle game. That it is. Play as a girl with the ability to multiply herself. Stranded on Eden, a beautiful but strange world. Challenging puzzles. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't <laughs> play it then. That's far too hard for me. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's kind of neat. And it's a grand total of four bucks for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like there's a Agricola Yay. DLC or like expansion called All Creatures Big and Small. Yeah, it's um, it's a standalone game, if I recall correctly. Uh, it's a different, different sort of spin on Agricola, which was a very famous, it still is a very famous farming board game. It also has cross-platform multiplayer, which is a nice little feature. Um, this was another one that I wasn't sure whether or not to leave in. Okay. It's called Prototype. Prototype. Hype. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that's awkward as hell. Yeah, that's really weird to say. Yeah. Short game it's experience. Lo- it looks like a super fucked up weird surreal game that Jesse would like, so I kept it in. <laughs> okay. Apparently it's super short, whatever it is. I'm, l- I'm watching yeah, the trailer. I not even tell you what this is. I'm getting no oh, ideas at oh, all from this as to what this is classic. supposed to be. Huh. Okay. Whoa. Right. Well, that it's one of those first-person experiences, by the way. Yeah, it's a, a weird short thing. Indeed. Uh, the next one is called Among the Innocent, A Stricken Tale. A stric- and this one just mm. looks like a beautiful point-and-click puzzler. First-person adventure thriller inspired by classic point-and-click adventure games with intrigue, puzzle-solving, and exploration. It's pretty. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, looks pretty aesthetically cool. very nice. Apparently takes place in South Africa in Eastern Free State which is not a area of the globe which is often used. It actually yeah, looks right. a little bit like uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I'm getting a bit of a vibe, oh, yeah, a of that kind of vibe from it. Hmm. Next game is For Honor. Which of course. Yeah, I think we, 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 all, we all know about that one. 
Yeah. Game after that is Laser Lasso Ball, which has kind of a Nidhogg feel to oh, it. Oh, this looks like it could be fun. Like the a deadliest. weird 1v1 that looks kind of fun. Deadliest sport in the universe. Beings from across the galaxy battle to become stars in this local multiplayer. God damn it. Alien yeah. death sport. I, I was I was in it up until that point. I do love those weird futuristic sports games. Fucking roller derby disco dodgeball and all that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, unfortunately, it is a... Also, can you explain to me exactly why the first 30 seconds of the trailer is just trees very slowly those, panning? Those are the contestants, apparently. Yeah, those, it just looks like trees. It does, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it looks pretty red. It, it does, actually. It's probably extremely fun by the looks of it. But And I get, I get exactly where you're getting the Nidhogg thing from as well, because it's very mm -hmm. sort of instant death sort of thing. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, it's very it's, cheap too. Apparently, it's a it's a dollar. Actually, no, it's about three dollars. Yeah, three bucks. Yeah, random. Is the reason that all of these games are local multiplayer only is is netcode that hard to put into this type of stuff? Can be. Yeah, it, it can be pretty tricky. So I imagine that's probably the reason a lot of these games are like that. Okay. It's still a bit of a shame though. Yeah, there's so many of them that I would just love to play, but it's all yeah, local multiplayer. Totally. Only. Yep. Game after that is MX Nitro. It's a uh, motorbike racing game. Motorbike racing name MX Nitro or a Saber Interactive. Why have I heard of them before, and why do I think that I haven't heard of them for good reasons? Saber uh, Interactive. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh dear. They what? were the guys at uh, Time Shift. A not not very good FPS at all. I, I I knew I knew them from somewhere. Yeah, they made their time shift about six or seven years ago, which was a really awesome idea for a concept, but a really lousy first-person shooter. They're so, also credited for Quake Champions in some variety. Really? So, That's strange. At I, least according to Google. I guess they must be. They're probably contracted out in some way. I mean, honestly, the um, I like the look of the the actual game itself, although it just it looks very trials-like. Yeah. Yeah, they it worked looks pretty on fun. Uh, they worked on the Master Chief collection too in some fashion. Oh, there mm. must be sort of a, stu a mercenary studio then, uh, sort of doing yeah, uh, grunt work. They also did RIPD to the game. So Oh no. Were they the <laughs> They were the guys responsible for that? Oh, that game was <laughs> yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, and oh. Battle Los Angeles oh. and Will Rock in 2003. They, wow. I, I again, I don't know if they were just responsible for porting it. But Jesus Christ. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Because I think um, RIPD, the game, was by the guys that made God Mode, which was really bad yeah, as well. These guys made worked or, or worked on God Mode. Really? Because they're yeah. not, that's not the name of the studio that made it. I wonder, there's some weird shit going on there. I wonder if they were, re, I wonder if they renamed their company or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. I'm just looking at the, the suspicious. Google. Very suspicious. Yeah. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 is the next game, which we also talked about. That we did, yes. Um, the game after that is called Animal Lover. Okay. Uh, it's a visual novel where all of the boys get turned into animals. And I, have to I, I think we should stop letting Dodger curate the release. Weird thing. <laughs> no, weird thing about this. Uh-huh. We, Even I think we already the, know what the both, weird thing is, but okay. In both the video and the thumbnails, there's no, no picture animal. of any of these boys no, as an animal. Not a one. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta Are they trying to keep it a secret what animal they turn into? I'm oh, I'm maybe. intrigued. I think maybe. maybe. I think Frank is a cat by the looks of it. I was getting <laughs> oh, that idea from that it. That reminds me, now that we're talking about weird anime games. Uh, uh -huh. Have you ever played Galgun Double Piece? Oh, bro? God, that one. I've heard of it. 
I played it the other day. I forgot that I played that because it was two hours that I'll never be able to get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, that, isn't that the one where you're shooting bubbles at anime girls and their clothes fall off or something? Uh, I mean, bubbles is a way that you could say that. It's more just like a love gun that shoots a uh, white... the love gun, of course. Oh, 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 a, a white sake. laser. Great. I, I got that. <laughs> and then you, you can press square and go into the... I forget what the mode's called, but it's basically a rubbing simulator at that point. For fuck's sake. This also, is, if you pay 80 bucks, I think there's the full nude DLC if you want to go down. There's my royalties. This is the copying my life. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Next. It's a weird game, but go Next. ahead. Next is the new Holy Potatoes game. Holy yeah, Potatoes well, are in space. We actually yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about that because both of us have played that. Yeah, Pretty it's fun, fun though. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if like it's it's not all that in-depth, but it has gameplay mm -hmm. and it's funny as well. It's got a lot yeah. of character to it. Tons of references everywhere. The next game is for PS4. It's called Monster Loves You. It's that game where you start off as a, a newly born monster and yeah, you decide I've whether you want to be a good monster or a bad monster with yeah. your twins as you it's grow up. It's a choose your own adventure, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. finally been ported to PS4. It's good. It's a good little fun game. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, after that is Ride 2. I'm trying to remember what that is. That's, Ooh, that, that's well. a great generic name. This is going to be a winner. I know, right? Yeah, not Tony Hawk's Ride 2, by the way. It, no, as far as I know. Ride 2. Yeah, it's just a, it's oh, a, it's a motorbike game. Yeah. yeah. Another motorbike game. This is, that's a $60 game. That does not look like a $60 game. <laughs> after that is Toy Odyssey, The Lost and Found. I, I heard some Which things also about. also on Steam already. It is, yeah. Uh. I heard some pretty good things about oh, this. Very nice. Action adventure platformer. Uh, the ran you explore randomly generated house at night, defeating bosses in the unique rooms uh, as a toy, essentially. Um, it does. It looks. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's got roguelike elements in it, in the sense that you know it's it's randomly generated in places. Huh. Um. Uh, it does look pretty good. This next one, uh, like. Is kind of a generic platformer game. It's called Vertical Drop Heroes. Uh, yeah, it's pr a procedu procedural platformer RPG hybrid with roguelike elements, which just sounded like Buzzword City to me. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and after that is Halo Wars 2 Ultimate Edition and Halo Wars Definitive Edition. Yes, Xbox One and PC. Those are only available on the Windows 10 store, by the way. So you'll have to. $79, it looks like. Yeah, the, the $79 version comes with both. Uh, the, the problem is, if you want to play the original Definitive Edition, they're pulling a Infinite Warfare right now, whereby you can only get it if you get Halo Wars 2 Ultimate. So. Oh. Halo, some... Halo Wars 2 comes out next week, though, right? Yeah, apparently there's a f you get it and get it four days early. I think if you buy the ultimate edition, which is probably why oh. it's mixed up a bit in the release list. I wonder if we I can stream it early then. I uh, oh. maybe I I might try and buy it today actually because I am in obviously it's an RTS so I'm interested. I did play the beta of the Blitz mode, although that had a lot of problems. So I'm hoping that the final release version is better than that. Yeah, I think I got an Xbox One code, and that's why I didn't check it out, because I want to save it for PC. So. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to venture into the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is the Windows Store, but yeah. Yeah, I did that for Forza, so. Indeed. Sometimes just got to do what you got to do. You just got to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just remember to use protection. Exactly. Moving on to February 15th, uh, we have Nine Dragons, which is a free-to-play MMO set in China with martial arts in it. Quite a few of those. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard of quite a few, uh, and some of them are quite fun, actually. There's some really cool combat systems, but I haven't played this one yet. 
The game after that is called Drop Zone Squad Edition. Oh, finally. I do know. Yeah, I know about this one as well. I played this on stage at PAX, actually, completely that out of cool. nowhere. Uh, I wasn't, like, paid to do it or anything. I just said, hey, you want to, like, go on stage and play our game? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? It's, um, it, it, they, they bill it as kind of a cross between an RTS and a MOBA-style game. Yeah. Uh, so you, you farm creeps, you, you set up, a, you get three heroes, and they're customizable mechs with different weapons and pilots and shit. And you basically micro three units and you try and beat the other guy's team and you're farming to get levels up for them really? and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I played a bunch of it. Um, Crank Crank plays it, by the way. Um, I had uh, Crank, the um, ex-captain of my Korean esports team, plays Drop Zone. Um, and they, they got a, they got a, people you'd know, actually, JP, Kalaris, they got over there to play it. Uh, Take and yeah. um, Zoe as well. Huh. Uh, they got her over to give it a try. So, uh, what I played about PAX was was pretty fun. Uh, I, I will say that at least when I was playing, a lot of it was spent sort of farming creeps and not fighting the enemy, but I was playing at a fairly low level. But my competitive record is four wins and one loss, the, the, which is the, why I will never play again to maintain that. The <laughs> customization that you can do with your uh, team you can go with your, you know, your Trinity of your tank and your healer and your like damage dealer. Yeah. But you don't have to. I, I, I did this douchey sneak move where I made two tanks and one was like a shieldy tank and one, the front of the mech was like a spider that had these like yeah. pounders. And so, yeah, I, I love the visual element. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had this one guy who would go in and just like take all the shots and the pounder guy would just slam the ground behind him and kill all the healers that were trying to like, yeah. Get behind the guy, and then my healer just be in the back, like electrocute you back to life. And I'm like, this is, it's a lot of fun. The customization you can do, it, it's, I think there's a like, there's, there's a, a lot of different weapons available. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it is all visual as well, and they're so over the top. The ground pounders, I had one with a giant like bulldozer with spikes on it that just ran yeah. people over, and they all have different abilities attached to those weapons. I had a flamethrower guy. Yeah, it's this one is it's supposed to be free to play. The squad edition gets you like all the pilots so far otherwise you're doing the whole unlock pilots of free rotation thing um so i'm glad that it's coming out on steam because the beta up to this point hasn't had many players so this will probably help that yeah. huh looks all cool. right next up is called hidden folks hidden it folks. looks like it looks like the most infuriating hidden object game ever <laughs> oh i heard this described as uh where's... the things that you're looking for are super tiny <laughs> where's wally or in your case where's waldo where's waldo in... yeah you guys yeah. call it where's wally yeah we call it where's wally yes we call it where's wally. wally yeah that's basically what it is the entire game of where's wally for some reason but there you go it's all hand drawn that that's a much better name it is Whoa. Um, after that is Sky Sanctuary, which is basically what we were talking about wanting. It's just like, hey, I'm walking around in a peaceful VR scenario and that's neat. Yeah, nothing trying to kill you. Probably still scary though. Oh, it's really horrifying. You're like, oh. That's just because you're a coward. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yellow belly, son of a bitch. <laughs> Next. After that is Siren, S-Y-R-E-N. Oh, it look, is it's a VR horror game. <laughs> a VR survival horror game, yeah. Yep, Underwater, go. just because you wanted more PTSD. Thank you, yes. video yes. games. Yes, you got to play that full playthrough coming nope. up tomorrow? Fuck oh, that. Okay. Oh, my God. Nope, and nope, nope, nope. Going back to uh, good times, Kapoka, the wardrobe. 
Oh no, just Kapoka. Sorry. Just Kapoka. Kapoka is a game where you're a bird. You play bird, and you make it. Yeah, you you're looking for that. twigs to make a nest. Just, I like that. Life. Sure, that's Zen. I like that idea. Cool. Yeah. Make cool. a nest. Uh, the wardrobe. Yes, the wardrobe is, is the game. next one. Yes, not not in fact the um, same thing at all. Very obviously, like a uh, we loved '90s point and clicks. Here's oh yeah. That's most of the description of it. It's like, this is like Day of the Tentacle and Sam and Max and all these other more successful games. Mm-hmm. And then after that is Speciation TD. I'm glad you could figure out how to say that. Yeah. I was Jesus looking at like... That's you... a great marketing name there. So yeah. <laughs> People so will do a real... So easy. To when people just... just start replacing words with yeah. Z so that it represents zombies, I do want to find them and club them over the head it's with such a, a two catchy by four. way to really get I'm your thrilled they put it at the beginning instead of the end. Um, who wants zombie tower defense not me well i kept it in because it looks different from the normal zombie tower defense games that like this it it straight up just looks like you're in a dump so you're like how do i how do i protect my dump (laughs) indeed how do i protect my dump how do i protect a great question Um, moving 16th. on to the 16th, we have Harold, which is a period drama. An interactive uh, period sort of drama. visual novel. It has really pretty artwork. Oh, yeah, actually. It's, oh, that, look, that does look really good. Yeah, that's yeah. got some nice art going on with it, yeah. Uh, this next game I kept in for you, TB, because it seems like the sort of game you would play. It's called Mall Empire. Mmm. Ah, yes. Um, th- there's a couple of competing, like, mall games at the moment. There's another brick in the mall, uh-huh. which is Ooh. the other one. Uh, this one, this one though, looks like it's complete rather than early access. Um, this reminds me of... This is very Sim Tower-esque in the way that they, uh, it's a 2D side-on thing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't like the, the look I, of it. <laughs> I don't like the art style either, no. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe it looks better in motion. But yeah, I'll check that out. That is up. That is actually up my alley. Uh, Elisa the Innkeeper is okay. another one. Sure, Elisa uh, the Innkeeper, inspired by Italian culture. Novels, another yeah. visual novel. Period. Well, that yep. was Kickstarter. Yep. How much did it raise? Wait, this is an early access visual novel. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, the that's three, a very five. very strange genre to do that in. Raised ten thousand original goal four K. Yep. Okay, next. The Bucket Detective. Whoa. This game is by the guy who made that really crazy game, Static Speaks My Name. The one that... that oh, like, wow. Yeah, that's a that's going back a while. Yeah. Uh, I bet this is a Looks real... This creepy game. and weird. Yeah. yeah, I bet it's a weird one. Only 45 minutes to complete, which means it's going to be a really bizarre event. I'll have to play it. Is it uh, VR? No, it's just a. Oh, it's, oh, it's just first person. Yeah, it's almost almost walking simulator, but or whatever they're calling it now. First PSX. person experience FPX, I think they're yeah. using for it. That's what it is. FPX. Wow. Yeah, right. I don't mind that. I think it's pretty reasonable. It's yeah. Not bad. The next game is called The Albatross, in which you are an agent who goes under the name The Albatross, and I think that the game winds up being like kind of episodic, like, okay, you're completing this mission, and now you're completing this mission, and like, that kind of an idea. Yeah, it's a first-person adventure of some description. It appears to have guns in it, 
I think. And I'm I'm trying to figure out like what kind of what the hook is for it, but yeah, it's not exactly made clear by the trailer. February seventeenth, we have Homebound, which I think we've seen a couple of times. But it's that game where you're in a space station and the station looks super cool. Oh, Except you're like fighting that. to survive. It's basically it's Gravity the game, it's isn't gravity, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like imp very impressive visually, like yeah. mind blowing visuals. Hmm. The next game is called Mortificatio. I do like the name of it. The question uh, is, is it actually any good though? I don't entirely know what it is, but again, love the thumbnails. So <laughs> yeah, great thumbnail, great name. It looks like it's a first, but again, a first person exploration, but first person puzzler. From what I see. Hmm. Huh. Um, this next game looks beautiful okay. in more of like an indie way. Yeah. It's called The Moose Man. All right, The Moose. Wow, okay. That's cool looking. What? Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, you can tell you can tell it's a really artsy indie game because that's a very thin font. They all yes. have that. A lot, yes. of a lot of cave painting stuff going on here. Have you noticed yeah, what, that? What type of game is it? Apparently, you go to different realities or something. Yeah, I mean, mm. so far it's just uh, in the trailer area, it's just walking. But I, I'm going to assume that there's actual <laughs> gameplay. I mean, that may what very well not be. With the guys going like this on. <laughs> What's that about? That looks <laughs> uh, you want well. Apparently, there are abilities and stuff that you unlock to get to different places. So you have to find artifacts, unlock new abilities, use them to get to the upper world, learn ancient myths. Uh, so I guess there's some puzzle element to it. Does look it looks um seriously seriously pretty though. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Um, another kind of pretty looking game is called All the Delicate Duplicates. Okay. In the game, uh, you inherit a bunch of weird arcane objects, and it says the more they are exposed to them, the more their reality and memories appear to change. So again, Ooh. another first. Kind of, whoa, God, that's a giant horse head. Fuck. <laughs> I just skipped to yeah. it. It's like, horse! But horse. Yeah, yes, apparently so. It's apparently an open world walking simulator, according to the Steam tags. Interesting. Yeah, it does look good, though. I'll give it that. Mm. Whether or not it plays good, not so sure. Whether or not it plays, yeah. not so sure about that either. Um, This next game just looks kind of intriguing and silly. It's called Orbiz. Top-down game with roguelike elements for single-player and local multiplayer. It's that bloody word again. Uh, Top-down. Uh, they're just flashing out buzzwords here in the trailer. Oh, that's <laughs> neat. Yeah. So it's um, it's all on a uh, sphere. So it, it's a kind of top-down twin-stick zombie roguelike shooter thingy, but it's all on a big sphere. So yeah, there's no edge to the level, as it were. Mm. Uh, the war, the new Warhammer 40k Space Wolf game. Wouldn't be another week if we didn't have a new 40k game. I've actually played this <laughs> one on mobile, and it's surprisingly not bad. I don't know really? how they're gonna. Yeah, I, it's um, it's more like a collectible tactics game. You sort of you build a deck, but they're actual units that you play on a full tactics board. Uh, so it ends up playing like um, Final Fantasy Tactics or whatever. I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit when I played it on mobile. It was surprisingly good. Uh, but I don't know how they're gonna do the business model on PC. And I honestly didn't play enough of it to figure out whether or not I was going to get super pay to win later on or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, these guys actually reached out to me today for a, a gig. I, ah. I don't know if I'll do it, but 
that's why I was asking. Well, I uh, can imagine why they didn't reach out to me because I hate about 90% of Warhammer 40,000 games. <laughs> I don't actually hate your game, by the way. I liked Space Wolf on mobile anyway. We'll see how it goes on PC. Mm. The next game is called Jet Hero. It's real cute. It says, this is a leisure time game with a little bit of strategy. <laughs> and, what, and what strategy is that exactly? I don't know. But you it's picked cute. this because there's the a fucking fuck? cat with a minigun. That's why I you picked this. I because it's cute. Dodger's curation leaves so know much to be desired. Look, now we know we why Val doesn't do it. We have way less garbage than usual. We do. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Then the game after that is called Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. It is oh, free God. play. Yeah, that, I mean, another that's spooky. That's a very right? game. Just never gonna play that one. Spooky's <laughs> Jump Scare game. Is, is, why is that? Oh, it's the HD version that's launched. I'm like, that's been around for a while. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the I'm HD. I'm not sure if, if it was something different about it or what. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's better looking. It's HD apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, the next game is called Northern Regime. It's another survival game. Where everything looks super foggy, always. The world set is always foggy. Oh, it's a survival right. game set in the American Civil War in North Dakota. Mm. Whoa, really? That's a interesting. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard of anything like that before. I do wonder how it plays. That, I mean, right now, obviously, I'd look at it. And it just looks like H one Z one. Yeah, it looks but... low FPS. Well, yeah, it's early <laughs> the fog, access. The fog is an FPS. <laughs> Uh, this is probably also masking like the rest of the world but i'm I'm intrigued about that though the idea of a survival game based in the civil war is a very interesting idea mm -hmm. yeah period piece survival games cool out 2017 sure and, and the last one that we list. have on the list the 18th is called munch vr and it looks this, cute this trailer the porn game that jesse was talking about earlier no, no. you start off as a tiny slightly bigger fish more and more slightly bigger fish until you're a huge fish i was fine with it until about the last 30 seconds of that trailer was like i'm out they use oh. a shock it starts off with not oh okay here we go she she's putting the the vive on before yeah, she... I, was, I was very confused i thought maybe this was what jesse was talking about <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> what's going on here yeah, so I imagine it, you get bigger and bigger and then you deal with sharks and shit. Yep, that's a giant shark. There we go. And the reaction of the girl in that is very, very similar to the reaction of Jesse where he put into that situation. Nope. This would this would trigger your, your stuff, Jesse, as well? Oh, oh my God. Like, it's an yes. unnecessary thing. It's, it's, that's that's responsible for my problem. Where's this little happy fish having a good old life? And it's like, have a shark, asshole. No. <laughs> but what if you what if you were the shark, Jesse, and you oh, ate another fish? Oh, then okay. I'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. Don't have a right. shark, man. Okay. If I was the shark, man. Have you ever thought that maybe you're the shark, man? No, I'm just I'm just wondering if that would trigger it. I it's funny because I know three people that have the same exact phobia you do. Uh, I bet we were all born around the time Jaws was everywhere. I can't I imagine that fear of watery sense. death machine I, is I, uncommon. I think you and Wheat are pretty similar in age, so yeah, that makes sense. I uh, yeah, you're both 45 I played, years I old. Yes. My babysitter who made me Jaws too when I was like a like like that's horribly old. irresponsible. Good God, <laughs> fucking hell, that explains so much about you. Although there was a period where I loved I loved sharks, but that's because I also love dinosaurs. And what eight year old doesn't love that shit? So yeah, Good dinosaurs are pretty rad. And then I saw oceans and was like, nope, <laughs> not even gonna <laughs> love that shit. 
Nope, oh, fuck dear. that. Well, that pretty much wraps us up, folks. There we go. Mm -hmm. We we trimmed down the release list a little bit. We'll uh, try and do that again in future episodes. A little bit, a little bit better. A little bit better. Hopefully. How dare you? <laughs> I'm questioning your taste. No. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> much better, much better. Or maybe it was just a good week. Who knows? I need to go through and find out the ones that she cut out and see whether or not there's, there's actually like a bevy of really <laughs> great games in there. Yeah. You'll love me afterwards. You'll be All like, right. shit. I, I'm, 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 I'm going through a lot of pain. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly sure that I'll realize it was all for the best in the long run. Regardless, I'd love to tell you what's going on over the next week or so. So we'll start with uh, Mr. JP and his litany of shows. We could be here for a while. What's going on over the next week? Uh, drop frames tomorrow, 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, what, Nebula Jazz on Saturday at, oh, God. Now that I have a schedule, like an actual website, I forget the time. 4 o'clock Eastern? Yes. I think so. Mm, um, yes. That is what time uh, also, this Saturday is the four-year anniversary of Roleplay, so that's cool. Uh, Aww. Yeah. We're celebrating that with our live show on the 24th. 24th, right? Is it 24th? 5th? Let me look. Uh, the 25th uh, next week with a, a Roleplay live show for uh, Roleplay Swan Song. So myself, DJ Wheat, and Control, uh, Matthew Mercer, and DM Adam Coble will be there. Very cool. Uh, and that's a lot of stuff. And then I'll probably be finishing Neo, and I think I'm going to check out some Sniper Elite 4, thanks to TB's recommendation. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably check some co-op out of that, see what it's like. So that's that. And then just daily streams. I'll probably be playing some more Neo tonight, so if you want to check it out as well. Nice. Jazzy, what you got? Uh, God, uh, more Scary Game Squad stuff is coming. Uh, I desperately am going to finish a few games, and... Uh, I found at least two games that I want to check out uh, today. I, I definitely want to play the Moose Man. I'm really excited oh, yeah. to check out that game. Mm -hmm. and, Me too. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that should be coming. Hopefully. God willing. Maybe a little bit more Invisigun on stream. Maybe, maybe, just maybe? Dude, yeah. I'll trade, you, I'll I'll trade you some Invisigun for some uh, pit people. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> cool <with> that. <laughs> Wink. Indeed. Dodger. Uh, anime news, gaming news, all, all kinds of garbage. Please come check out my YouTube. Also, I stream at twitch.tv slash dexbonus. I stream most days, so I'd love to see you. And on all the social medias, I'm at dexbonus. So come hang out. It's a cool, chill time, unless it's not. Disclaimers are plenty. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. It might I'm be good, sometimes in no. terms of shoutouts anymore, unless unless it doesn't happen. Indeed. Super chill, unless I'm not. And then no one can get mad at me. Unless, I, unless I'm, I'm just a, a giant pleasant dick. person until I'm not anymore. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. And she, I mean, we're sure possibly she'll fix her audio for next week. She does it. She she got the thing. The new thing is I here. It's right here. This will fix it. I I hope. I fucking hope so. Because otherwise we're gonna find a new VoIP you client. Put a lot of like hope and joy in my heart and if you take it all away now it'll be so sad it's not my responsibility to set up your you're, you're professional you should be doing this yourself you should know all of this stuff already god damn it i'm no dick about audio guys fuck no, i know audio, that's why, that's why you became a streamer of, like everyone else audio is a devil of content creation 
Weirdly <laughs> enough, we've been having a, a big sort of, over the last couple of weeks, groundswell of we all need to upgrade our audio gear thing lately. Strip and bought a compressor. He doesn't know how to use it, but, you he, know. Yeah, he messaged me to tell him how to hook that up. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, he messaged me as well. We tried to set it up, but he's um he, ha he has a little uh, a little preamp, this t the tiny little cloud lifter that's nowhere near yeah. enough to give the welly to a SM7B that it needs to give the input uh, to actually make the compressor sound good. So I'm like saying, oh, you need to preamp and all that stuff. So I don't even know if his compressor works, but whatever. Oh. It's, but you and you and Jesse just bought baby faces and I've started using my compressor. I and just my like that it's called baby face. Yeah, yeah, you might have sold me on the baby face. I might it's a good it piece of kit, man. It really <laughs> is. I started looking into reference monitors. Do you know how expensive reference oh, monitors are? I know exactly how expensive reference monitors are because my brother who did music production at university has them. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'll stick with the headphones. A, a 25-inch OLED Sony reference monitor is like $25,000. Oh, what? wow. So you're talking about reference monitors as in monitors, not reference yeah, monitors. Not, not, not speakers. Yeah, I Right, because I was going to say reference monitor speakers are expensive enough. Fuck that! If I like buying those, no, That's no, twenty-five k. I'll stick with my fucking TN we're, panel. I'm basically gonna, half blind anyway. I don't we're, care. We're renting one for the live show because we're tired of like having it look good on our monitor. Then we go live. It's like actually that's really red. Like. I mean, I have the same problem with it sounded good on my system, and then people are like, I can't hear the music. It's like, oh, I forget. I'm using $400 headphones in an $800 interface, and I do this for a living. And they're yeah. like, I can't hear it on my I iPhone. Weird yeah. enough, actually. I that's can't hear it on the iPhone. It's, it's Danny, that's Danny O'Dwyer, obviously. That's that's no, I can't hear it on my iPhone. Also, I forgot to tell you guys, Mia was basically... Neo is the story of Danny O'Dwyer <laughs> finding a time machine and going back in time. In the Danny O'Dwyer, the Western Samurai. Yeah. Makes perfect sense now. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with my TN panel. I'm hot. Again, I'm off blind anyway, but. I'm expecting this thing to do like magic in front of me. So we'll see what Probably happens will. when we get it next week. You'll realize that all your assets are just shit and now you have to yeah. go buy, buy new ones. Like, wow. We never knew. You we can just show a picture know. of my face and I'll just be like, that's what I look like? Uh, <laughs> it's like you try and put your webcam up there and the monitor just shuts off in protest <laughs> it's like nope much, i will not yeah. be besmirched by such tomfoolery no pretty much i'll i'll probably borrow it for my setup to hone in on you can't on see camera. it on the reference monitor <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh jesus play invisigun heroes you fucks i'm just saying there'll be a video on possible. it next couple of days heroes Dot, dot, dot. You, you fucks. Total Biscuit 2017. That, that That's my ringing fucking endorsement. I, I understand that there is something of a risk when it comes to buying a game that doesn't have a large community, but just bear this in mind, you have a two-hour Steam refund window. So really, the risk isn't actually that high, is it? If you can't find people to play it with, feel free to refund it. The game is fucking great. It's really, really good. And I'm going to keep playing it and making videos of it until you bastards buy it. Now that's a Steam community. That's there Steam you go. Curator. Steam curator. Uh, Top Steam curator. Right here. Angry endorsed game. I, I have just, I've transitioned into bullying people into buying video <laughs> case. That's all my curator is, is just, you are a worthless shit. But with this game, a shred of dignity can be reclaimed. God damn it. <laughs>
In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna copy put paste. that. Copy, fuck, paste. All right. copy paste. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Right. Where's my Steam? I'm doing it. I'm, uh -oh. I'm, I'm gonna make that recommendation. Thanks Am I for allowed to swear? Podcast, everybody. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm putting it on Steam under my curator right now. It's gonna yeah. happen. Regardless of that, uh, possibly also videos of Halcyon Six, Sniper Elite Four, Holy Potatoes were in space. Uh, looking at Four Honor, I got a shit ton of stuff to do, and it probably won't all get done. Go watch my Banner Saga video because that game's great as well. We're about done, folks. Thank you very much for watching the show. Buy my StarCraft Two voice back, and one <laughs> last thing. The uh -huh. Humble Bundle is offering about a million games for thirty dollars, or at least it was. I assume it still is doing that. It probably is now. The Freedom Bundle, ladies and gentlemen, with proceeds going to the ACLU. And yes, they do support people on both sides of the fence. Lots of really good games in there. Well, 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 well worth it. So go and have a look at HumbleBundle.com and have a look at the Freedom Bundle. Loads of really great games in there, if you so desire. We're done. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. Big thanks to our special guest, It Me JP, one me. more time. That puts it's him... Me, JP. It puts oh, him about like nine times on the show or something along those lines. I don't know. He's a, what can I say? He's a whore for attention. And that's why he is a success. Just like us. Indeed. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hi. I'm a whore. <laughs> for success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>